Hello, this is Do Go On. I'm Matt Stewart. And I'm Taran Jayamana. And uh, we're in Sydney. And uh, we're about to be in Brisbane. And we're doing live shows. They're called Dry Dryer. And also, who knew with Matt Stewart in both those cities? And you can get details at mattstewartcomedy.com. Anything else you want to tell the good listeners that do go on, Saran? Well, the whole point of this was you thought that it might be more engaging if you had a different voice. But you've said most of the information. So, hey, come see us in Sydney and Brisbane. Yeah, that was engaging. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether it's your first ever website or your business is expanding, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website and engage with your audience. Upload video content, organize your video library and showcase your content on beautiful video pages. You can even sell access to your video library by adding a paywall to your content. Cha-ching. <laughs> you can help with written content on your website with Squarespace AI, which I used to write this next sentence, so check this out. Generate instant, personalised results that know and show your brand identity. Explain what your site is about, choose your tone, and enter what you need to get short or long-form text. Squarespace AI, Squarespace AI makes it easier to go live, stand out, and succeed online. Oh, Dave, if only it could also... Not just write it, but read it too. <laughs> and edit it. <laughs> hey, sell exclusive content on your site by adding a paywall to sell memberships or courses. Or sell files your customers can download like PDFs, music or ebooks. Man, it's starting to sound like I'm obsessed with money. <laughs> <laughs> and you are. So head to squarespace.com slash do go on for a free trial and to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Welcome to another episode of Do Go On. My name is Dave Warnicky, and as always, I'm here with Matt Stewart and Jess Perkins. Hello, Dave. Hello, Dave. Hey, Jess. And joining (laughs) us this week is a very special guest. It is Mr. Alastair Tremblay Birchall. Holy moly. I can't believe I got to return. (laughs) Oh, you're back. (laughs) Happy block, Al. Hey, thank you. Happy block to all of you. Thank Thank you so much. It's a special time of year. Absolutely. It's yeah. it, for me this is Christmas yes. in, in my religion. <laughs> yeah. In my religion. And that you. religion is Do go on at Yes. <laughs> well, we were always worried that our Facebook groups are becoming more and more cult like and mm. there it is. <laughs> Do go on at I wasn't worried. No. <laughs> it was all falling into place. <laughs> exactly. So it's very nice. I appreciate that um you know, I I did so well with Keen for Peen. Mm. Uh, that you had me back one or two years later. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I was thinking, was it this time last year? Was it three years ago? I can't tell you. I I have no idea. Me neither. Time has become a blur. Uh, We are all 
hurtling towards death. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's just good to have a moment with you before the end. <laughs> it is, isn't mm. it? I, I think so. Yeah. I, think, I think this is good. I'm not sure anymore. <laughs> we'll soon find out. Yeah. 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 Um, but well, this is, you've come in to, to tell us about the second most voted for topic in Block. That's mm. right. Yes. This topic, I don't know if you know this, but you have listeners. And this topic was suggested by a listener, mm-hmm. by one of those listeners. Uh, Catherine Conrad. Catherine, Catherine Conrad. Conrad. No relation. So really? No relation to me? <laughs> to Conrad Strait at the at Bathurst. <laughs> yeah. No relation to me or say, to the restraint. <laughs> do you say no relation when you're talking about anyone? <laughs> do you just you fear nepotism? I yeah, I fear, I fear people will think that I'm involved <laughs> yeah, in some kind of or, conflict of interest. Hey, whoa, whoa, this is totally above board. I am not related to this person. That's right. Yes. And the topic that they have suggested. Now I'm going to create a question for okay. that. Oh, okay. Okay. What would you get mm-hmm. if you were celebrating, uh, if you, the birthday? Yes. Um, the birthday. The birthday. Okay. A cake? That's right. For the pleasure center of the female body. What would, oh, you, what would you get? So let's say with, with the cake, right? You got the cake. Yeah. Right? And you're about to celebrate yep. the pleasure center of the female body. Sure. What would you get? What would you get? With the candles. <laughs> <laughs> with the candles. I think I know the answer, mm. and even still, I'm struggling to connect it. Is this how the, is the it questions lit? usually go? Are they yeah. really this? Yeah. Cri- is it lit for clit? It is lit for clit. <laughs> it is lit for clit. They, the candles would be lit for the clit. Lit. Okay. Or they would be literous for the clitoris. Yes. Um, and so that is your topic. Um, I wow. so good. So you di- you didn't come up with that. That was the title being come up with by. Conrad Strait. I <laughs> I believe I believe it is the the massive do go honors yeah, do go on okay. do Christians do go do go Indians. I can't remember. Oh exactly. yeah, that's not bad. Do go Indians. Um, yes. Yeah, I like that. So this is really a follow on from your your previous report it's you did, which was yeah. Uh, what was it? Keen for, for pain. Keen for pain. Keen for pain. The history of the penis. That's right. That's right. And so this will be lit for clit. The history of the clitoris. Wow. Wait, I don't think we've explained the show. Dave, can you quickly explain the show for new listeners? Because I know big clit heads will be searching uh, mm. for, top, <laughs> yes, for podcast hello. episodes about yeah. the clit. Hello, clit H- heads, one and all. Basically, what we do here is we take it in turns to report on a topic often suggested by a listener. This one by Catherine Conrad Strait. Thank no, you relation. So no relation. No <laughs> relation. And um, and we're doing our most requested topics. Our biggest ones for the year, basically. Mm-hmm. We put a big <coughs> poll out, over 100 topics, and we've done the top seven. Mm-hmm. This is the second most requested topic. So no pressure, Al, but people no, love the idea It's fine. Of this. Yeah, yeah. And, and I want to be upfront here and admit that I don't have a clitoris. Okay. Not, a, not on my person, yep. at least. Yeah. Uh, and I don't own any in jars or anything like that. <laughs> um, okay. And, and I also You're want... You're saying you- that like it's a bad thing, but I, I reckon... Yeah. You, you come out looking pretty good. <laughs> yeah, great. Well, that's cool. That's great. But I mean, I want you to know that a lot of people with clitorises have died over the years. And some of them may have been happy to donate their clitorises to science. To a jar. To a jar. Yeah. <laughs> science, jar. I think of those things as the same thing. Yeah. Um, anyway, but I don't have any. And so... Like that's a defense when people are like, well, actually, uh, I do own a clitoris. Look over here. They point to a shelf. That's right. Yeah. There is a Look, jar. Just one jar. <laughs> it's the only jar on the shelf. <laughs> I waited shelf. for this day and it feels <laughs> so good. Is the rest of the shelf empty or it's a, it's a lone jar like on a bookcase? 
<laughs> I was imagining a completely empty yeah, shell. And I love job. that the clitoris, having a clitoris, made that person feel so good. <laughs> because that, as you will discover, is the purpose of wow, the clitoris. I've and, always wondered. And, <laughs> and, I, and I want to also... It's funny that this is the third uh, mythical episode in a row. <laughs> We had the Atlantis. Atlantis. We had the money pit, and now the clitoris. And now the clitoris. <laughs> Next right. week, I know. swear we'll do something based in reality. <laughs> something that actually exists. Uh, I want to also be upfront by saying that the history of our knowledge of the clitoris has been hampered um, over the sort of five to two thousand years that we've been fully aware of it in written form uh, by the fact that only men have been in charge of discovering and communicating information about the clitoris and they have done a terrible job for a long time and I hope to continue that tradition. Um, so, um, but you know, I'll, I'll, do, I'll do my best. Um, but let's begin. Well, before, do you want to read out Conrad's... Uh, what that's what I wanted to do. Oh, sorry. So that's what I wanted to do. No, that's what I, no, I was about to skip it. So thank you very much for okay. the reminder. Um, so please, uh, here is the Ca- Catherine Conrad's words. Seriously, please do an episode on the clitoris. There's a hilarious and frustrating history of medical science ignoring or dismissing it altogether. Widespread mistaken understandings of what it actually is, including the size and shape. And half the population of the planet has one, but even most thorough sex ed classes tend to skip over it that last fact might not be true i don't know maybe you should do an episode about it well okay. that last fact is also true um i from what i've researched mm-hmm. uh, it seems like not only do sex ed classes uh skip over it but also many uh scientific anatomy books that teach doctors about anatomy right uh, skip over it um so what ridiculous. is the clitoris? Well, people may know it as a nub oh. <laughs> um, yeah. at the top of the vulva. Right? So, so for many people, some people uh, name that whole package that, we, that, that women have, uh, the vagina. But actually, the whole package is called the vulva. So let's just start there. Um, what do you call it? The whole package. The whole package. Great. And uh, I call it little dynamo. <laughs> that's great, Matt. Uh, it's the little man, the boat, isn't it? So I guess the that's whole right. thing's the boat. The boat. That's right. Okay, great. Noah's Ark. Um, two by two. So the so it's the little it's the little nub at the top of the vulva that is the source of female sexual pleasure. Uh, that bit, that little bit that we can see, is called the glands clitoris. Right? It has a hood on it, um, and and that's mostly all that we've known about it for about 2,000 years. We now know that 90% of its bulk lies beneath the surface. Oh, like uh, an iceberg. <laughs> like, and we now know that it's also made of ice. <laughs> yes! That's right. It's Notoriously pretty cold. cold. <laughs> but we're going to go into that a little bit later. People th- think that the word clitoris comes from the Greek Claytoris, I don't know how to speak Greek, so I don't know how to pronounce that, but which has been translated as both little hill and to rub, which they think is a play on words, right? So it's like a play on words if the word penis came from the Greek words for pen and to whack off. Right? <laughs> so it's like, it'd be similar. Al, so is, is clitoris a pun? I think clitoris could oh be a pun, a Greek God. pun. Like that. That's so um, great. Yeah. So it, it, it may be a funny... Funny <laughs> That's joke. That's amazing. I call this my hill to rub. 
Okay. Little Hill. <laughs> Little Hill. Um, if only you knew how deep this hill went. That's right. They didn't know at the, at the time there was a whole tunnel. There's a whole <laughs> tunnel system. Um, okay. So he- here's a little bit about our history of our knowledge of clitorides. Apparently, there's a plural of clitorises. <sighs> and it's not clitori. Clitor- it's not clitori. Ah. I don't know. This is what I saw. I'm not 100% sure because it's such an uncommon word mm. that you can't even find a pronunciation thing. Um, except for one of those, there's only one that was done by like a YouTube robot yeah. and that just goes clitorides, clitorides, which sounds awful. And yeah. I think if it was probably of Greek origin, then I think I know with octopuses, the, 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 the Greek, the Greek pluralization is octopodes. Yeah. So clitorides maybe could be. Yeah, that's. That's much nicer. Because you told us the plural for penises is peenies. That's right. <laughs> I Which I love. Peenies. 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 I think about that every day. Yeah, that's so nice. <laughs> well, now you've got a second thing to think about every <laughs> single day for equality. <laughs> yeah, come on, Dave. <laughs> and how many uh, clitorides does an, a set of octopodes have? <laughs> uh, well, I think one for every <laughs> finger. And I think they have eight fingers. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't that, know. That's how they get the oct. That's the second name for... I don't know. They might actually have heaps. They might have none. Mm. Um, Clitorides does make it sound like a like an old warrior. Oh, yeah. that's, a, that's a Greek hero. Yeah. yeah. That's absolutely. They like that. destroyed the, um, the sort of the multi-headed uh, chimera, maybe. A chimera? Maybe, you know, it was like, you know, Hercules, yeah. Clitorides... <laughs> And Agamemnon, you know, the three, <laughs> the big three. And Agamemnon was a man in a boat. I think. I think he was the guy in, <laughs> in Homer's yeah. Odyssey. So you know, and at the time, that was what the best way of getting from country to country. You know? <laughs> and so, being a man in a boat. Well, um, if you listen to our Atlantis episode, you would know that briefly in Atlanta, mm. they had nuclear-powered airships that could seat two to four people. <laughs> <laughs> that Useful. was a million years ago, though. So it, that technology has gone away. Much like a Toyota Echo, it was like cramped with four, <laughs> comfy with two. That's nice. Yeah, you yeah. Know, like three you was could, fine. You could. I probably just have the back seats with a couple of sandwiches and stuff yeah, like that yeah, to get exactly. you through that a long, small long dog journey. Or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to eat later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a good eating dog. Um, the clitoris has been poorly understood for a long time. A lot of men throughout history have wondered what it was, but not been able to put their finger on it. <laughs> Oh, that's, that's good stuff. A lot of a lot of articles have little jokes in them, and I thought I would try to put that kind of stuff in there, you know. <laughs> um, so in 150 BC, physician Claudius Gallen professed that the clitoris was the female body's failed attempt at a, at a penis. He professed that. <laughs> he, failed <that's> a, <laughs> attempt. Look at these weak little things. They can't Fail. even form penises. So I assume that that's Please. just... Penis. <laughs> penis. I mean, that implies, I suppose, that... Um, all, all humans should have penises, but women were, you know, were not too quite weak. able to. Yeah, yeah probably too, too weak and pathetic. Hey, right. They had a try. Yeah. They, oh, it Isn't it nice cute when they try? <laughs> it was nice that you tried. Nice little hills, um, not like our big hills. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> our bloody uh, mountains. My God, some people say it's too big. <laughs> <laughs> like everyone says that. That's everybody is constantly saying. That. <laughs> oh Listen to me, I'm saying, <laughs> and I'm like, it's like I'm a parrot. I'm just repeating what they say. I'm quoting other people right now. It's all I know because I've just been raised to listening to people saying that. <laughs> um, 
a, a, a 1486 guide to finding witches declared that the uh, that clitoral tissue on a woman was the indication of a witch. So if you found some clitoral tissue... So if you had a clitoris, you're a witch? I think so. Unless it was that... <laughs> People had tissues for their clitoris. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, you know, just very like small <laughs> tissues. Yeah. And what is this? Yeah. <laughs> Holding up a small Nothing. tissue. That's so, um, <laughs> ignore that sound. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of pollen in the area. Yeah. <laughs> a little pollen in my pants. <laughs> Somebody's happy to to sneeze it. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. Um, and he, this, this guide also called the clitoris the devil's teat, right? Um, which I find, for some reason in my mind, I'm picturing the devil has used uh, portal teleportation technology to put his nipple or teat through that <laughs> and then come out at the top of a woman's <laughs> vulva. Um, okay, and, I see. And for, I guess, so that people could put it in their mouths and then drink the devil's milk. <laughs> I'm not sure. So that's just my picture of it. Okay. <laughs> the devil's teat. You teat. painted a beautiful picture. That's, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, when a French physician... Charles Etienne dissected this organ, the clitoris, for the first time in 1545. He named it Membre Honteux, uh, the shameful member, and declared its sole purpose to be urination. Right? <laughs> to be urination. Yeah, that's right. But uh, this will be our first technical bit of information about the clitoris. It doesn't have a urethra no. in it. Uh, Disappointing. Um, the yeah, urethra well, is beneath. That's because it's a teat. That's right. It's the devil's teat. It has a milk duct. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, no, no. The, the the urethra is beneath the the, the clitoris. Yeah, uh, the clitoris the, is above that nonsense. Exactly, way above. <laughs> um, I it, don't deal with urination. I'm above that. <laughs> and so, as you see, I'm just currently just going through a bunch of people who've mistaken mistaken what the clitoris was over the centuries. Right uh, in the 16th century. Oh, Italian anatomist. How did he, he dissected it? Yeah, he dissected and he it. And he found that it was a pee hole. He might have without dissect- a hole. Yeah, he might have dissected. He put the hole in it. Probably went. Well, yeah, was hey, that there already? Pee what? Comes out of that. Yeah, that's yeah. Where the pee comes Oh my god, out. people pee out of this scalpel-sized hole. <laughs> Interesting. It's weird. I mean, maybe it was just blood coming out of it, and he thought blood was pee. Yeah. That's pee. Know. He was colorblind. That's pee. That's pee. And that's pee. You know how like people think that like female ejaculate is pee? They think that any fluid that comes out of a woman's <laughs> whoa, whoa, vulva whoa. Why is pee? Or uh, just even out of their eyes. Why are you pissing out your eyes right now? Yeah. That's pee. Who? Like Why is there's there piss all over your face at oh your God, dad's funeral? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Stop pissing your in your own tissue. Let me get you the latrine. <laughs> What's that, a toilet? No. Yeah. Okay, great. Thank you. <laughs> I only know about clitorises. I don't know about anything else. Another word for uh, the toilet, of course, is the John. And we're saying John in each yeah. episode yeah. of Block this year for some the reason. The theme for Block 2021, which we don't decide on the way in, the theme... No. It chooses us. And yeah. this year it is John. That's so good. I'm so glad we got to get it out early. I gave the female name for the for the toilet, yeah. Latrine. Yes. And you gave <laughs> Beautiful the male name. name. Beautiful name for a girl. <laughs> have, you, have you seen um, Robin Hood Men in Tights? Yes. Yeah. And the woman's name's Latrine. Yeah. And he's like, beautiful name. She's like, it used to be shithouse. It's a good change. It's a good change. Yes, that's exactly it. Yeah. It's a good change. I, I remember at the end that uh, Prince John... Got John F, whatever, and he said, John, forevermore, your punishment will be that toilets are now yeah. known as John's. Uh, yeah. And, that, and that, I didn't realize that was the original. Well, no, that was cool. I love historical. Wow. Film. Um, so, <laughs> the 16th century uh, Italian anatomist 
Rialdo Colombo, claimed to have discovered the clitoris. He, <laughs> <laughs> he ra- ra- raised a flag. Where is he That's from? Right. Uh, Italian. Yeah, the Europeans, the Europeans love, love claiming things that were already... <laughs> Let's discovered. Discovered. discovered it. Discovered <laughs> it. Prove you were here first. Yeah, that's right. And so he he pushed the native people off the sorry the native people the, the you know the or First Nations people off of the clitoris and uh, said set, set up camp. Um, but he described it as <clears throat> a certain small part which is elevated on the apex vaginae above the foramen from which urine exits. So he knows it's above the urethra, okay. right? Okay. Uh, and this, dearest reader, is that. It is the principal seat of women's enjoyment in intercourse, so that if you not only rub it with your penis, but even touch it with your little finger, the pleasure <laughs> causes their seed to flow forth in all directions, swifter than the wind. This even, is a brag, not yeah, a science paper. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> even if they don't want to. I don't want to understand what he's talking about here. Um, since no one... Since no one else has discerned these pr- processes and their working, if it is permissible to give a name to things discovered by me, it should be called the love or sweetness of Venus. It cannot be said how much I am astonished by so many remarkable anatomists that they not even have detected it on account of so great advantage, this so beautiful thing formed by so great art. So, wow. So basically, this guy fucks. That's what yeah. he's, yeah, that's yeah, what he's yeah, telling yeah, yeah. us. He goes, I fucked. Dr. Fuck. Yeah, Dr. <laughs> fuck. Rialdo fuck. He's basically... So he's, when is this? Uh, the 16, 16th century. So, so then you go to minus like, one, 1500s. It doesn't... He obviously didn't discover it, but in science, he was... You know, in Western science, he was the first one to... You know what? Like all the other virgin scientists are like, no, nah, it doesn't... I've never heard of that. Or, yeah. He... That's what he's trying to claim, but that's but people what, have basically known about it since like the ancient right, Greeks, okay. and that's basically, but I think where where we've got most of our early writing from. So they probably knew about it before that. So, so it's basically me writing a blog now, going, "Guys, you yeah. never believe what I found. I just discovered the piss hole, <laughs> <laughs> and it is awesome. It is awesome. It is the center of pleasure for men. <laughs> if you just touch it with your pinky finger." <laughs> From which the wind will carry pleasure throughout your body, even if you don't want to. You can try to resist the pleasure, but you cannot. cannot. If you just put a small pencil in it. I'm not sure. Um, Yeah, that would be great if scientists, it's like real niche fetish. Yeah, he thinks he's discovered the secret to coming, but it's it's because it's the only way he can come. You put a pencil, particularly sharpened, (laughs) all the way in, all the way in, eraser, eraser. (laughs) I'm I'm coining the phrase eraser deep. It should be almost impossible to get out again. (laughs) In fact, you should be able to. Ejaculated out. <laughs> that is where the real joy comes from. And that is, I believe, how people can get an erect penis <laughs> by putting a pencil by inside of it. Ejaculating a pencil out of their penis, <laughs> then you will be rock hard. <laughs> um, so I'm sorry, that probably got too descriptive. But anyway, um, so apparently. At what point, Al? <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. Um, Come on, Al. The, so apparently, uh, Rialdo was having a. He was. Actually having a bit of a... Let's see. He was feuding 
with uh, G- Gabriel Fallopio. <gasps> of tube fame? Of the, t- of the tube fame. <laughs> the Gabriel tube. Gabriel tube. <laughs> but apparently Fallopio actually didn't even call the Fallopians of tubes tubes. He called them fallopial, Fallopian tubas. But I think that, that, that it was actually the, the Italian word, even though it's tubas, I think that might be the Italian word for trumpet because they kind of just come out to a horn, I think the tubes. Right. Which oh, are tubas. Which they're called trumpet. the fallopian horns. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, the fallopian horns. Pinching sort of, I don't know, that area above the mom's pubis, whatever, pubis or whatever it is. Anyway, forget it. Um, I love what you think of as a horn as a clown horn. Honk, honk. <laughs> 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 but they're feuding. They're feuding, yeah. They're feuding over the clitoris? Yeah, I think he, f- he found, he found you know, this guy was, you know, throwing shade at him with this thing. It's like, ah, all other anatomists can't find it. They haven't got a clue. They don't know what, what it's all about. I do, right? So, <laughs> uh, but, you know, I don't know. Nobody wins in, in fights like in war, you know? So, mm, uh, so, true. so we, they, they moved on from that. Um, oh, actually, no, I think, but Gabriel thought that he also found the clitoris. <laughs> I you found know. it first. Uh, the Dutch anatomist Rainier de Graaf did a comprehensive job of describing it in the 17th century, the clitoris, um, even discussing the, cru- the crucial clitoral bulbs, right, which we don't know about yet. We We've don't know about, about this yet. So this is kind of a sneak peek. The clitoris may have bulbs. Oh, my goodness. And like an onion, sort of. Similar, similar. Buried below, or like a light. Yeah, well, kind of like a. Do, do onions grow underground? Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you think of the woman's skin as the ground, yes. Then and the, I do the bulbs. <laughs> the bulbs. I'm so sorry, <laughs> and I'm sorry to all female listeners, and I apologize. And please correct me at any point, uh, and tell me to shut up at all points. No, no, no. Okay. I will never do that. Um, Al, don't just be sorry to female listeners. You should be sorry to all listeners. All <laughs> listeners. Thank you very but much. But also, they wanted this. That's what. The, yeah, this is what it you wanted. It was the second than, most yeah. voted for topic. This is great. Thank you very much. It, um, and you you're like, the only scientist we know. <laughs> Who else I'm would we get to do this? <laughs> you are a scientist. You're In the only room. engineer we know. Yeah, <laughs> you're the only th- close thing to a scientist that we know. <laughs> you're the you to know it. Andy. I know Andy, and he knows stuff about Newton. Yeah. I, th- I think you're also one of the few people who would be up for doing this. Yeah. Great, doing the, the thing about the clitoris. I yeah. mean, this is I mean, great. I wouldn't... I, personally, I'm like, I wouldn't know where to begin. That was the penis one. We had it in the hat for so long. Yeah. Hot well, for cock or whatever it was called. Yeah. <laughs> we, hot for cock. Hot for cot. Hot for cot. But yeah, we were like, it'd be great to do it, but how the fuck would you do this? And then we asked you to and you you nailed it. Yeah. yeah. I love I love a bit of... um. I love a bit of uh, biological history because I'll be going into some biological history after this. Uh, about this bloody thing. time. I'm, right now, I'm going more into the I history. I really hope we hear about primordial soup. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, How far I, back I, do you go? I skipped to the soup because I feel like I did soup. I might have t- touched on soup in the penis. Oh, it was a lot, a lot of soup. A lot of soup-based <laughs> stuff. It was basically. Might have touched on the soup in the penis. <laughs> Jeez, you've got to have one to get it. Yeah, I don't get it, (laughs) and that's not for me to say. The keen for peen episode of Do Go On, I just call it the penis. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I think of as the penis. And my next episode about the penis will be about that episode. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so so that that Dutch guy... Oh, yeah, the bulbs. ...described the the clitoral bulbs, and in the 1840s, a German anatomist, uh, George Cobalt... Uh, published an extensive account of female genitalia, their spongy tissues, muscles, and nerves, and blood supply, but he didn't connect all the internal bits as one structure. 
the clitoris, fed by one nerve complex and a blood supply. Is that because he wasn't an engineer? This could be. It could be that he didn't think like an engineer. An engineer would describe all bits as one clitoris, right? Um, I don't know what's happening over there. <laughs> I'm like going, onions are bulbs, right? Yeah, I looked over it and I could see on Matt's computer he, he googled onion. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely because really I'm like, yeah. I, I'm so paranoid about people going, uh, like getting upset and annoyed and, and being frustrated through that, not being able to concentrate again. He called onions bulbs. He means I can't listen yeah. anymore. He I'm meant, so furious. He meant tulips. <laughs> tulips come in bulbs. <laughs> um. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. So I'm, yeah, I, I, I just saw him googling. I, I put like, glasses on. I'm tapping a pencil on my mouth. <laughs> mm, mm, <laughs> onions. I'm going to Google onions. And the answer is. Uh, Yes, uh, <laughs> onion bulb, a short modified underground stem surrounded by usually fleshy modified leaves that contain stored food for the shoot within. An onion bulb or a tulip bulb. Al, thank you. You know your bulbs. Wow. Yeah, no, I'm a big bulb guy. <laughs> yeah, that's why I chose this topic on uh, the clitoris. Um, so, uh, so that was the 1840s, and then there wasn't really much more. And part of that is because of Sigmund Freud. Because in the early 1900s, he declared that clitoral orgasms were immature. It was like a a childlike thing. And that vaginal orgasms were mature and womanlike. Right? So uh, a man decided that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, he's still having clitoral orgasms? How immature. (laughs) Yeah. Pretty much a hack. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, and so he. I only date women who have vaginal. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Question on a first I'm date. single. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't been able to find one yet. Not when, but and it's not me. It's not it's me. It's certainly not me. It's them. It's them. And the, the 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 vibe that I'm getting is what is that is that because he was just such a high profile guy with like such an authoritative voice on mm. stuff. I've heard of him. Uh. <laughs> Like a lot of science was like, oh, we better not spend any time on that. Yeah, that seems like a, it's a childish per- pursuit or whatever. And so in 1948, the 25th edition of the seminal Grey's Anatomy, ever heard of it? Uh, yeah, it's removed like 19 the- Wow. Yeah. Well, that's season 25 that early. <laughs> well, they removed the clitoris completely, even from their anatomical book. Why? A scientific. Just because I guess they didn't feel like it was important. Oh, because Freud said it was... Maybe because of Freud. But can they do that? Do they do do that with other things? They're like small toe. What's it do? Don't even draw it. Yeah. Who cares? And when the clitoris did make a comeback in later editions, the only part you could see... Don't call it a comeback. The glands was there. (laughs) It was a a huge comeback. (laughs) Um, So so what would like... So young doctors, like people training to be doctors would be using these books. Mm -hmm. What would they do when... They would come across a clitoris on a patient. Oh, okay. ah! oh whoa, 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 whoa. A tumor. You've, you've it's got a tumor. some sort of cancerous growth there. Yeah. Obviously, it's a little nub. Oh, my God, your body's so gross. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like this. Well, it's funny that you should mention that because it wasn't until a effing legend <laughs> known as Professor Helen O'Connell came along, right? And she is Australia's first. Um, female urological surgeon in Australia. Whoa, right? so cool. In Australia, in Australia. But um, <laughs> okay. she, and she, I think, graduated from that in about 1994. Wow. Fuck. So 1994. Fuck. 
And she was angered by a book. She was angered by Last's Anatomy, which was the book that she had to study for her exams. Right? And in the 1985 edition, it had, it had almost no mention of the clitoris and it had no illustrations. And yet there were two pages on the penis. But to top it off, uh, aspects of female genitals were described as a failure of male genital formation. In so 1994. In 1980. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so that was the 1985 edition. Oh, and I think that's what she was still studying. Yeah. And it was basically what some of the earliest men had said about the clitoris. Right. It was basically still opinion what? then. There was like there an arrow that said failed penis. <laughs> <Yeah>. Failed penis. <laughs> there was also a chapter about how uh, ribs were removed to create to create Eve. Eve, yeah. Yeah. Um, but as we discovered in the Keen for Peen episode, that may have been the baculum that they, or baculus, <laughs> That's right. that they removed, uh, the, the, yes. the, the missing penis bone uh, that, that they made Eve. Um, which uh, badgers still have? Which badgers have still have, and, and most mammals, I think, still so have. So how did they make badger women? Oh, good. Well, maybe there was just never a badger Eve. Or they maybe had, the badger's penis was massive and they just cut it in half. Oh, good they point. Went. What it, they just removed, like, you know, like there's the, there's the bone leg and the thigh bone. Yeah. But then there's the knee and then there's the other <laughs> leg bone. It was, that's probably what it is. They just removed the knee. Yeah. The penis knee. The penis knee. The penile knee. Yeah, that's right. The penile elbow. That's why it doesn't <laughs> bend. Yeah. And that's how you get women, women badgers. <laughs> <laughs> we man. Um, that was common belief until 1985. <laughs> that's right. And so then Helen, who, by the way, I've discovered grew up in Preston, really close to where cool. I, I live. And I'm, I, I don't know. There's just this thing, and you'll you'll see why I like this lady so much. But I don't. You're claiming really close to where you live, but I mean, it's really close to where we are now as well, Al. You yeah. don't have to I take know. that for yourself. Yeah. Hey, I'm like we're Ronaldo all close Colombo, to and I just want people to know I live near people <laughs> where people grow up who are cool. Right. Um. So she, but then she also came across another book. A uh, a University of Melbourne social scientist showed it to her a few months after finally passing her surgical exam. Oh no, so no, she passed her surgical exam in 1989. But I can't remember what what happened in 1994. She maybe became a professor or, or something like that something at that point. But uh, it was called "A New View of a Woman's Body," and it was published by the U.S. Federation of Feminist Women's Health Centers. And it was full of drawings of vulvas, and for the clitoris chapter. The researchers who wrote the book, the female researchers, took off their pants and basically compared themselves with illustrations in respected anatomy texts. And then they masturbated, observed each other, to, and took notes on the many parts of the internal and external clitoris that were changed by or contributed to uh, sexual pleasure or orgasm, right? Wow, wanking for science. Yeah, well, <laughs> Helen, uh, Helen O'Connell found it really cool. And even though that this te- technically wasn't official science, it was like valid. It was more science than like scientists had done in thousands <laughs> of years on, on the clitoris to try and learn more about it. So, uh, and she, she, she noticed that in the book, these researchers had, had no access to dead bodies or dissection rooms. So they had to just rely on old anatomy texts. And that's when Helen realized she had access to dead bodies and dissection rooms at the University of Melbourne. Oh, thank God. Where she was... <laughs> I've got heaps. Yeah. I've and, got a basement. And so where she was studying her master's of medicine in women's health. 
So she led the first comprehensive anatomical study of the clitoris. Masturbating corpses. <laughs> and and it was led by... I think, I, think, I think for some reason, while you said that, I then pictured it was like somebody going... Said to Helen, they go, somebody's done a little bit of done done an episode of a podcast on your oh, research yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry helen if you are listening fantastic I, amazing i want you to know that even if that did happen i want you to know i think it's a valid way of doing it you got to figure out if you know a, a dead clitoris is, still stimulates it's science that is science mm. it's yeah science. well otherwise yeah we still wouldn't know well that's right and so um, and we know right <laughs> and now we know and now we know <laughs> the clitoris dies with the body yes i think we, we were know. worried that it was still Centaur. Centaur. What's the... Sentient. 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 Senile. Senile. It's lost its mind. Along the way... lost its brain. Along the way in the research for this, you know, it came across some stuff. One, and I I think that this is false, and I'm pretty... I would say 95% sure that this is false. (laughs) But one... Somewhere they claim... Someone claimed... The clitoris does not age. <laughs> right? And well, like, that's because there's a picture of it in the attic. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that is, of course, getting really old. Yeah, oh, real like, haggard. Real, oh. Do not go up there. So this is like, this ain't, this, this ain't your grandma's clitoris. It's up in the attic. <laughs> um, I don't know what that was trying to say then. Um, this ain't your grandma's clitoris. No one said that before. No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, again, thanks so much for listening, uh, Dr. Uh, Helen. Dr. Helen O'Connell. Um, so she, yeah, the first comprehensive anatomical study of the clitoris and was published in 1998. And so that was the first time that people got an actual clear view of how big... 1998. 1998, how big and how deep it, how deep this really goes. Wow, they had right? to wait for Windows 98 before they were able to compute... <laughs> And and then she did another study in 2005 and examined it under MRIs in living people. Wow. Living women, right? So she found that um, modern medical science was mistaken about the clitoris. The small button or glands that you can see is just the tip of the iceberg. Exactly. Al pointed so, to me. So she found... <laughs> I didn't just butt in. So she, so she found that the organ actually looks like this, right? So here's a couple of oh, yeah. models of it, right? So we have the glans clitoris here, which is the bit that it is exposed. <laughs> is that made of plasticine? I've yeah, seen some of people these, wear them as, as like necklaces and earrings. Well, some of these are now just available on, X, uh, on Etsy. Mm. You can just click, you know, search for uh, clitoris and anatomical. And you will find all sorts of stuff. I think a bunch of a bunch of different companies just sell them so that people can, or even I think there's files that are like for three D printers, and you can they they just go, hey, make this at home. And so this was this was on, it was only known in the last what thirty years. Uh, in the last tw- 20, 23, 23 years, four years, That's amazing. And and uh, Doctor O'Connell was. Still part of this research? This was all her. This was all her. This no was shit. all her. Like literally, she was just <laughs> frustrated. She was like, "Jesus, I can't believe this is missing." I better Je- just Jess go. Jess talks and- about it sometimes. That whenever we get into a report and there's some vague mention of Australia or in <laughs> Melbourne, we're like, "Holy shit, this is wild!" This Did you know that night, a, a Melbourneian scientist? That's wow. massive. This lady is. She's also the like. This is actually just was something she, she does. Australian of the year that year. She this year I think year she got an Lee order Kernigan of Australia. Was. Wow. Is she on the $20 bill? She should, should be. be. <laughs> she should be. 
or just like John or Flynn. just like the tip of her nose and they go there's actually there's actually more of her on the other side and then on the other side you see the other bit where she's just sticking her face through the that's very good um, but she's like she's just she's the director of surgery and head of urology at Western Health just so just like a hospital in the west of Melbourne like she's she's working now she's only like in her 50s late 50s or something and, and um and like I'm hoping that I get some kind of urethral obstruction just so I can meet her. Yeah. Right? I hope that for like, you. Like I the, hope that for she's you. She's a surgeon. Like a pencil? A yeah. sharpened pencil maybe? <laughs> like this is just stuff she does on the side basically. Yeah. And she, like most of the time she just spends like, you know, unclogging people's urethras and, and like doing like fine little, like she's busy. She's busy. She ain't got time for this. She ain't got time to listen to this. That's why I think we're safe. Yeah. Right. She's That's a busy been woman. playing in the in the surgery. She's playing it in the surgery. That's and also, like, how, there'd be so many podcasts out about her. You know, after you've listened yeah. to a hundred, you're like, I'm over it. Exactly. And probably a lot of them have her interviewed on it. Yeah. <laughs> <That's true too. laughs> you know, they could probably go like, we'll just call her. Yeah, but she's heard those ones. Exactly. She yeah. hasn't heard this one. She wants she, to hear three straight white dudes talk about that's it. That's right. And, and a woman. Don't consider know, yourself a you white so dude. Thank you so much. <laughs> I well, would I never. Think it, I think she did consider herself nothing at all there. She no, said she didn't even. Yeah, I'm not here. <laughs> you know, you deserve better than that. Thank you. You know, the most important relationship is the one with the voice inside your head. And you got to let it know that you are alive and exist. <laughs> and I'm here in this room. Um, so let's try and uh, describe what the clitoris much, looks like. <laughs> He's just um, talking over me. Yeah, so, that'd be right. When a feminist talks, <laughs> he just talks right over me. <laughs> Sorry, I was just trying to. I, I realized that I've maybe made this episode too long. <laughs> he was trying to do go on. No, you can't. You can't do that. No? You can't make it too long. No, sorry. No, we did. What was the episode recently? Atlantis last week was about... Or two weeks ago was like... Almost three hours. Almost yeah, three hours. So so. Okay, fine. great. You're okay. Thank goodness. And you're doing so great. how would you describe... I mean, look, this is how I would do my first attempt at trying to describe right. uh, the clitoris. I would say it's like the middle bit of the three-pronged bit of the Mercedes-Benz uh, logo. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, let's say somebody badged your car. It's a Mercedes-Benz. Yeah. Then they take the circle bit out, and you've got that those three prongs. It's one at the top and two down the bottom. Oh, yeah. Like that? Yep. And then you bend the top bit down and create kind of like a little a little bird beak. Yep. Right? Uh, and that that's where the, the clitoris, that's the bit that comes out. Yep. Of the so you see the tip. beak. You see the beak. See the beak. That's the devil's tip. And then on the inside, devil's there's nip, two. Sorry. Those these, there's these long things. Those two long prongs. They're called the uh, crura. And then underneath, there's just like two big sacs, two bulbs, right? Which are known as the bulbs. They also have another name. Al Look. leaned in to read that. Yeah, <laughs> just to confirm. Just yeah. checking my notes here. Um, yeah, some of these. Wait, one of these is labeled properly. But look, but then you can also see. I, I would also say it kind of looks like a futuristic supersonic plane. Yeah. Uh, but due to the, um, you know, maybe what we've done to the environment, that has to carry big bags of water underneath it at all times <laughs> to put out all the fires <laughs> yeah, from so the fires. climate change. That, that looks as an engineer. That, that would that work as a like a building or a tent or something? Would that be structurally sound? Structurally sound. If you a put tent? a canopy over the top of it. Yeah, maybe if you if you had two clitorises interlocked, yeah, yeah, like that, yeah, and you get a if triangle. If you sort of scissored two together somehow, yeah, if you scissored two two clitorises together, <laughs> you could maybe <laughs> sort of get shelter underneath it. Right. If you maybe put like a clitoral hood over the top, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, maybe multiples. 
to um, me, it looks like it would it would be able to one float and two swim quite well. Yeah, I it's like the Muhammad Ali of um, <laughs> of genitals. That's right. I would say that floats like a butterfly. Yeah, and swims like a bee. Swims, swims like, like a bee. Like a bee. <laughs> <laughs> sort of floating on the top. Yeah, you know, yeah. Sort you of gotta, You got to help it. You got to help it out, and then it's got to spend time drying itself. It then, dies anyway. Yeah. But you felt like you did the right thing. But you can see here, <laughs> yeah. like, so this here is actually like the vaginal for, hole. That one was for me. I know the bee, honestly, I've probably prolonged your pain, but I feel better. And in the end, isn't that the main thing? What you should have done is just picked up more water in your hand, cupped more water, and put it straight on top. Or got Drown a, that a tiny little pillow. <laughs> just <laughs> Hey, I'm sorry. Sh- 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 Set up a little okay. hospice. It's okay. A little hospice scenario. Send in a priest. <laughs> I'm not religious. <laughs> the bee would say. <laughs> you know, nah, I don't want sorry, this. we're forcing a priest on you. <laughs> Amazing last Just words. In case. <laughs> last words of a bee. I'm not religious. Croaks with a buzz. Yeah. <laughs> As it's sort of those weird eyes roll into the back of its head. I don't know if you can see that. Um, but you can see here, look. So this is the thing, this is the urethra, but then you can see like on the inside here, this is the vaginal hole, right? So the walls of the vaginal hole are basically lined with this these huge bulbs. Ah, right? oh, okay. So any pleasure that is experienced on the inside is actually through access to the clitoris. Cop that, Freud, you fraud. You stupid idiot. <laughs> all, all orgasms are clit- clitoral. <laughs> all of, they're all mature Clitoral They're all mature orgasms they're, No, they're all immature mature <laughs> organisms. Yes, oh yes I know I have a lot of Very mature orgasms <laughs> yeah. Yes, I know I old c- and dusty when Yeah, I- they've got <laughs> subtitles <laughs> 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 There's no, se- there's no um, dialogue <laughs> yeah. I do it into a book <laughs> um, You know, I tip my hat at the end I put my monocle back on <laughs> Um, yeah, and so there's, but most of the nerve endings are on the glands clitoris. It has something like three to five times more nerve endings than the penis. Cop so, that. Cop that. So pe- really, a penis is a failed clitoris. In many ways, it's it's not achieved <laughs> the heights. Dave, you don't have to put penises down to lift clitorises up, mate. <laughs> But you can. You no, can. Oh, you, you can. can. Yeah, yeah, you, don't, can. Yeah. you can do yeah. You certainly can. Yeah, I mean, I suppose if you put down enough cl- clitorises, <laughs> then you could lift a penis up <laughs> yeah. with it. Um, forget it. Um, okay. I'll try. So, <laughs> so like, uh, like I've basically just explained, under the pubic, born, bo- uh, under the pubic bone, the organ looks like a wishbone uh, with a body of up to four centimeters long. Coming out of it are kind of legs or crura, up to nine centimeters long, and also... These kind of bulbs that are about seven centimeters long. If someone wanted to just quickly Google, I imagine a lot of people already have, but what would be the search term you put in to Google that diagram? If you just um, full if you write, clitoris. If you write clitoris, uh, real shape, or clitoris an, 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 anatomical, I think I tried to type in just before when I was in the car trying to finish this off. Uh, I typed in while driving. Uh, just in the, in the drive in the parking lot. Okay. I I wrote I did write in clitoris <laughs> real. <laughs> And yeah. all shots were just of I, vaginas. I want to yeah. see like the scenario where you're driving and researching clitoris, mm. and yeah. a police officer pulls you over, mm. and you have to explain that. Why were you? Why have you got, you got books open? There's an yeah. Encyclopedia Britannica open on your lap. Chances are that officer would learn something. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Well, exactly. And that 
whatever the fine was, I could deduct um, uni fees from that, from <laughs> his, his uni fees from that. Um, and so all, uh, all of these are sensitive areas that are made of spongy tissue and become erect, just like the penis. So they're, they're erectile tissues that fill with blood and like just like plump up and <laughs> honestly this is a classic man scientist everything's through the lens of the penis you, this is this is quite uh in no but no but seriously like there's a lot when you're when you're reading about this they keep using this word it's the homologue of the penis uh, i think homologue was the word they use it's homologous to the penis <laughs> right and it's basically saying it 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 has the same position. Homologue's not of, a bad euphemism for a penis. Yeah. Jeez. Homologue. <laughs> because om would be man from you know, yeah. the French or the yeah. Latin. And the log would be wood. Like lumber. Yeah. You yeah. know, uh, from the trees. Yeah. You know, oh, from the trees. That's their the trees. word. <laughs> That's their word. Um, so O'Connell's discovery was important for like really practical re- reasons, right? It gave surgeons a map of key nerves blood vessels, and connecting parts of the clitoris so they could uh, try to avoid destroying sexual sensitivity during any pelvic area operation. 1998. 1998. So, like, people have just been, like, like scalpels in, things like that, right? Just, like, not not knowing that there's just stuff going on in there. Like, this is, like, so it's basically, like, she, what she's done is create, like, dial before you dig. You know that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, I'm about to use a jackhammer in my front lawn. Is there any pipes or anything under there like that that I should check? And then they send you a map of the pipes, and then you go, oh, yeah, I shouldn't. Yeah. I shouldn't stick I shouldn't, a scalpel in this yeah. part of the garden. It's um, dull before you dig. That's got to be an international thing. And right? if it I isn't, don't know if it is, but yeah, what are you missing out I, on? I, that's why I attempted to describe it in a sort of I think I, to get people I, I, Surely it is. Yeah. You need something like that, right? Before like a you, little stud finder. A little stud finder, <laughs> you know? but, for, but, but for sort of you know water mains. You know, yes. I, I was re- visiting my folks the other day, first time in ages, back to the old childhood home, and I um, had this flashback to when I locked myself out when the family was away one time. Mm. And I try to break in uh, with a chisel, like yeah. trying to like wrench open a window, which I couldn't do. And in frustration, I threw the chisel down. It was one of those chisels with a that had like a sharp point at one end mm. <laughs> into the ground, <laughs> and it chisel? burst a water pipe. Holy! Crap. The odds of that, like a, a like a, a a small copper pipe. Wow! I just threw it down, and the water spurt spurted out. I'm like, what has happened? <laughs> Were you like? I've, I found a well. <laughs> Liquid gold. So, I mean, <laughs> I need to know. Liquid gold. Water. Apparently that pipe hadn't been buried as deep as it should have been. Oh. And what did you do? Did you have well, to turn the water off and then... Oh, I mean, honestly, it turned out to be an awful... St- not really. But I walked to my nana's place, which was about a half an hour walk away. And she was in the garden. And I'm in my pajamas being locked out. I walk up. She's guarding in the front yard. So I'm there to go. I need to call a plumber or whatever. I get there. And she goes, Matt, you remembered my birthday. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. And you were so excited to see you. I bet that you walked here in your oh, pajamas. Yes. Yes, <laughs> Nana. Happy, happy birthday. Nana. Nana. Can I use the phone? <laughs> Oh, oh and then how long <laughs> did you have to have? You had a full like Devonshire tea, <laughs> yeah. and then finally told her <laughs> <laughs> the house is 
flooding. <laughs> yeah. But that is happy. We gotta, we gotta save Nana's feelings. <laughs> <laughs> you, call up, you, you explain to your parents, they're like, you've done the right thing for Nana. <laughs> and, then, and then. That's incredible. Were you able to fix the pipe? Yeah. Like before so your parents got home, did you cover it up? Like, yeah, eventually, yeah. G- g- called a plumber. I, I obviously at some point found a way to work it into the conversation. <laughs> And Nana recommended a plumber and, and we got it fixed, but... Um, that is so great. Yeah. That's so funny. Matt, <laughs> you remembered my birthday. <laughs> How old were you? I would have been like 16 or something so like that. So I'm imagining, so it's daytime. Nana's in the garden, but you're in your pyjamas. So it's got to be like early afternoon yeah. or something. <laughs> Knowing how you love a sleep in. Oh, I bought oh, those for you for Christmas. So I thought good. you'd wear them as pyjamas, but that, that's all right. That's pretty cool. Streetwear? <laughs> I love grandmas that use the word streetwear. <laughs> streetwear. My grandma says streetwear. What do you reckon? <laughs> that's just pretty cool. Anyway, she's... She's, she's in a relationship, so forget about it. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. Forget about it. You can't date my nana. She, she's taken. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether it's your first ever website or your business is expanding, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website and engage with your audience. Upload video content, organize your video library and showcase your content on beautiful video pages. You can even sell access to your video library by adding a paywall to your content. (laughs) Cha-ching! You can help with written content on your website with Squarespace AI, which I used to write this next sentence, so check this out. Generate instant, personalised results that know and show your brand identity. Explain what your site is about, choose your tone, and enter what you need to get short or long-form text. Squarespace AI, Squarespace AI makes it easier to go live, stand out, and succeed online. Oh, Dave, if only it could also not just write it, but read it too. <laughs> And edit it. (laughs) Hey, sell exclusive content on your site by adding a paywall to sell memberships or courses. Or sell files your customers can download like PDFs, music or ebooks. Man, it's starting to sound like I'm obsessed with money. (laughs) (laughs) And you are. So head to squarespace.com slash do go on for a free trial and to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Hey, while we're just having a quick break from the report, I just thought it'd be cool to tell the listeners about... uh, an epic thing you did this week was it yeah. last week? I thought it was quite epic, and Dave, Jess, and I were involved was. as well. Yeah, we. Um, I'm a part of a podcast called Two in the Think Tank, um, where we come up with sketch ideas. It seems like it's a it's a niche idea, but um, it's a, it's itself a niche idea. And but then we come up with even more niche ideas. And it's right? you and Andy Matthews, a famous scientist, famous scientist, and, and uh, he's Tommy done a Ray. couple of reports on this show about. Uh, Matthew Brady, the gentleman Bushranger, which yes. I r- imagine Jess would remember that one very well, and and the Isaac Newton episode. That's yeah. right. In which um, this was a couple of years ago, you all had a nice, funny conversation about Isaac Newton's two lost years during 
the Great Plague. Oh. And you're like, and I suppose, like, <laughs> suppose there's this kind of thing where, like, you know, it, it, everything gets very plaguey, and uh, and you just kind of like you stay in your house a bunch and things like that, and you all laugh like <laughs> <laughs> those those old olden days were so hilarious. Like that. Uh, Imagine losing two years of your life. Imagine oh, that. Oh, just, gosh. Just, and, you, and, and, and every, every one of those years still counts towards your age. Yeah. How crazy. That's so unfair. <laughs> They're free, a couple of freebies? Or I think you should be freebies. Do you think of them as freebies? I think or, they, should yeah. be, they should be deducted <laughs> off. Chuck of them at the, the end. Total. Yeah, so any plague years, you just go, you know, you remove them, and that yeah. way you get your accountant to do your age, basically. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> does that, I mean, as this works, does that mean we... You'll, you're on your deathbed, you're dying, you're in horrible pain, you get two more years of that. That's right. That's right. They, they, <laughs> I don't know they attack the him onto the end. <laughs> anyway, oh. so with Andy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. We did, um, we did, so we did our 300th episode. Now, every 100 episodes, we celebrate by doing, by challenging ourselves. And usually on a regular episode, we come up with five sketch ideas. But on the 100th episode, we came up with 100 ideas, right? And that took 11 hours to do. Mm. Then we did the 200th episode, and that took 16 and a half hours, right? And so that was already a huge... And we got guests on and things like that. And then we had the th- the third one, which was 300 episodes. We had to come up with 300 sketch ideas. And somehow we managed to do it in uh, 18 and a half hours, Oof. right? So you were all involved. That was only a couple of days ago. There's a YouTube clip on, of it on on a um, stupid old channel. <laughs> the whole thing. There's there is there's also it on my uh, Alistair TB Twitch stream. It's also there if that's your preference... <laughs> Favorite way of getting videos, <laughs> um, and then it's also going to be on our two in the think tank uh, podcast. Your, your podcast if we can manage to upload the file. <laughs> I it, I was I obviously I was I watched before I came on and I was on and then I was, so I watched quite a few hours of it and yeah. I, I'm like as you were counting down towards the end I'm like I've, oh I've got to watch till the end now you finish you got your three hundredth and then you said and now to recap. <laughs> The yeah. three, and you talk for another forty-five minutes. I'm oh. like on the on the couch yeah. with my I, eyes, sort of like we have to read through the three hundred schedule. I was watching, and I thought you were joking when you said. Now <laughs> to read them through, I went, "Good one." He's going to read out three the three hundred sketches, and then you're like, "Number one, blah blah blah, <laughs> number two," and I'm like, "Oh, he's doing this." Yeah. But it was great. It was like, I mean, it's it's very funny to hear him all condensed down to that one wow, one yeah. pitch. Yeah, exactly. And I think it kind of makes you feel because I mean, what, during during the episode, I'm going like. Oh boy, this is slow. This is slow, and I don't know if anybody could possibly enjoy this. But then, when you read it back, you kind of go, "Ah, there's some stuff. There's some stuff in there that could be used as potential comedy." So, yeah, how much of that ends up forming your next festival show with Andy? Do you think? Um, it depends. It's like, look, it all just goes in a big pile. Yeah, and then we just we use them every now and then. We think it. We go, oh, well, like like next year's comedy festival, we're doing a show. It's kind of a lawyer based show. Uh, it's like a you know courtroom based show, and so. Any ideas that we've come up with over the last seven, eight years or whatever, we can just go, what, what court cases have we come up with, sketch ideas, and then we can just use it. Sometimes it becomes one line or sometimes it becomes like, you know, a five, ten minute yeah, bit. That's sick. That's pretty cool. That's cool. So, yeah, there'll be a, a link in the show notes for people can mm. watch that or if you want to listen to it and the whole back catalog of yeah. podcasts. Obviously, there's 300 of them now. Some some people have, yeah, there's like 312 because it was going to happen in August, but then the, that oh, lockdown right. yeah. six happened and then we we're like, oh, boy. <laughs> And we were very happy to delay it. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, thanks very much for letting for, you know. I should say while we're plugging things, uh, I lived out some sort of a dream this week. But I've, I've got a little cameo on Damien Cowell's new song, the singer from Tism, Humphrey B. Flaubert. I sing a few verses on the new song. Uh, 
Hamster Grammar rocks your party. <laughs> it's very cool. Yeah, That's so I can't awesome. believe it. So I'll put a link to that in the show notes as well. It's like part of a web series. He's animated the whole series himself as well. It's released weekly. Uh, but the song in it starts about two minutes in. But I'll, um, I'm pointing downwards. I'll put that in the show notes <laughs> as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then now, now you just need to let Gary Ablett play in one of his family games of football, right? And then it's your all your dreams yeah. come true. I'm Gary Ablett. Yeah. No, no, not Gary Ablett. The uh, the the one that you like. Frankie Peckett. <laughs> yeah, Frankie Peckett. All right. But you well, wouldn't say no plug to... Plugger Lockett. Hey, Plugger. Plugger. You plugger, wouldn't say no to a game of kick to kick with Gary Ablett, though. Uh, yeah, I don't think so, but I don't, I don't think so. But it so. would be a dream come true. No. Well, I don't know. There's definitely... Gary Ablett Jr. Yeah, I think he might be a better person. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I... It's you, Piggy, in the middle. The two, the two Gary Ablets, <laughs> and then they're kicking it over your head, and you're going, "Oh, stop, stop, <laughs> stop, Gary!" One Gary. of you is really mean, I think. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, being between two Garys now—that's a dream. <laughs> that's whether they're Ablets or not. Absolutely. All right. Anyway, Louis should get back into this uh, report because I tell you what, thing. I'm absolutely lit for clit right now. Yeah, great. Are you guys all everybody lit? Oh yeah, yeah? pretty lit. Great. Well. Um, let's go to the formation of the clitoris in utero, right? Um, <laughs> so yeah. we're not going back to the soup, but we are going back to the womb. Well, we are going to go back even further later, but I just wanted to kind of do a bit more of this because I feel like it's important to get a good clitoral context. <laughs> I think so. This is kind of like, hmm, that's me. You're yeah. probably wondering how I got here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm doing that in about three different chunks like right. that, right? So now all babies, regardless of whether they are going to become a boy or a girl, um, they begin development in the womb with a tiny little bulge called a genital tubercle. Oh. A genital tubercle. Which okay. tubercle sounds like what you would get if you combined my last names, Trombley and Birchall. Yes. <laughs> mm. That would be, yeah, for efficiency, we should start calling you Alistair Turbercle. Yeah, Alistair Tubercle. I like it. Yeah, it's not too bad. I like I, it yeah. better. Yeah, because well, I've always thought, I was like, if I was going to combine, it would be like, Alistair Burley. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good too. Ooh, that's Lounge good singer actually. Alistair Burley. Alistair Burley. Alistair Tromchall. <laughs> okay, so that one's bottom of the list for yeah, now. Alistair Tromchall. But no bad ideas. <laughs> Hello, I'm Alistair Tromchall. Alistair Tromchall, and I'm here to fuck. <laughs> Uh, As opposed yeah. to, hi, I'm Alistair Burley and I'm here to fuck. That's right. <laughs> and I'm here to fuck. Hey, you're always here to fuck. Oh, yeah, yeah. Here to fuck. <laughs> no matter what. Except for Alistair Trombley Birchall. Alistair's just here to, to discuss He's options to, on he, what we can do. Here to learn. <laughs> and none of those are fucking. Um, I apologize. I'm swearing so much. Um, so that's... so. Sorry, Dr. O'Connell, like, if you're at, still listening. At like, a, at like 10, 11 weeks, basically, both all, all fetuses have the same nub. Right, they have the exact same nub, right? It's like it's kind of like it's a bit folded, right? There's like a there's a it's kind of folds around it. You could almost see something that kind of looks a little labia, you know, labia majora ish around it, but it's kind of just like mostly like like this, and there's kind of like an underlying little kind of like gap like that. But anyway, it's just a nub, right? But then if the developing fetus uh, is going to become a, a male, the fetal testes will produce a male hormone like testosterone. And the, genital, the, and the genital tubercle will develop into a penis. If, on the other hand, it's f- going to become a female, the fetal ovary will not produce any hormones, and instead the genital tubercle will develop into the clitoris. So it's the same thing turning into hmm. a penis and a clitoris. But that makes me think that if you don't add anything to it 
and it becomes a clitoris, then we should always be saying that the penis is a homologue of the clitoris, mm. which feels like it's the default. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't know. That's just that's just me. Yeah. Yeah. If we get like next time one of you says the clitoris or the penis is a homologue of one or the other, yeah. let's get it right. Let's, yeah. Please. Because I'm, he- I'm hearing people say it all the time. Yeah. Well, when you're in the world that I'm in, which is in the world of rapidly trying to research the clitoris um, <laughs> and over, science. over a couple of days and science, my connection to Andy, um, <laughs> you do see it a lot on web pages and things like right. that on facts about the clitoris. Mm. Right? That the, the wrong way around. Hey, you I see it the other way around. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's and they keep saying, Oh, it's a homologue of the penis like that. It's like, like stop trying to c- contextualize it via the penis for me. Mm. Um, and I only say that because we don't try and contextualize the penis via the clitoris. You go, if you want to get some context on the penis, just think of it as like a homologue of the clit. Yeah. Right? yeah. Okay. So now since the, the penis and the clitoris both develop this from the same structure, they share many similar similarities. Uh, the clitoris has a hood in humans, right? And this is the same as the foreskin in males. And the clitoris has glands, which is the same structure as the head of the penis. And both the penis and the clitoris become engorged with blood when stimulated. And both structures are full of nerves, which, at least in humans, provide a pleasurable sensation when stimulated. Now, this is another thing I've noticed, is that scientists are they are very careful. They don't want to just say that all animals' clitorises cause pleasure. They just, they're like, oh, I don't want to, it's, it, you know, I, I, I don't want to speak say, for giraffes. I don't want to yeah. speak for giraffes. I we haven't asked for, bats. Yeah. You know what? I'm not one to speak for marmots, <laughs> but uh, the, cl- the clitoris may or may not cause. Um, I mean, they only discovered like the human stuff in 1998. Yeah. So there hasn't yeah. been enough time to catalog yeah. all, all Give the them a chance. Yeah, exactly. But I have discovered that all, all mammals have clitorises. Uh, female animals. Um, now, through both, uh, though both organs function to, tr- to transmit and receive sexual sensation, the penis contains the urethra, which provides the means for expelling sperm and urine from the body, which we learned in the sperm and what? Uh, sperm and urine from oh. the body. But I thought said urine. Man, urine. Doesn't matter. I yeah. probably should have been able to piece that together. <laughs> That's what we call it back where I'm from. So sperm and I'm urine. I'm going to go expel some urine. <laughs> I, ju- I just thought there was, because no one else flinched on it. I'm like, there's another fluid. <laughs> I thought like sperm came out with an anyway. Whatever. The third. You don't fluid. need to know what my those two seconds. What my brain did there. Holy shit! Yeah. Everything I've known is a lie. Urum. Urum. Of course. Pee? Sperm and urum. P. Sperm and urum. Which is urine sperm. That's the mixture of the two. Oh. <laughs> That's not good. Yeah. Actually, I've been listening. Again, to Alan Partridge's autobiography. Yeah. And he meets his first wife. Uh, they connect because he says, I've always thought that there, I've always thought that there should be a third caffeinated drink. Why is tea and coffee got it all? And, and he goes, well, what am I doing? I've, I've had this idea for 10 years and no one's ever agreed with me. Why am I saying this to her? And he said... But she agreed. <laughs> and they sort of hit it off after that. <laughs> and what about Coke? So, yeah. Coke's kind of a... <laughs> <laughs> Might have been hot caffeinated hot, Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I apologize. Yeah, okay. I'm so sorry. But then he said he hot went Coke. for... Ugh. He suggested that uh, there should be a third standard condiment apart from salt and pepper. Mm. And he said, but I lost her at that point. <laughs> <laughs> 
What would it be? Paprika? Yeah, maybe yeah. paprika. Yeah, or nutmeg or cinnamon. Chicken pa- salt. If you get a certain Italian yeah. restaurants, you'll get Parmesan. Yeah, Parmesan. Yeah. That's right. That dry, long, long life cheese. Um, but, okay, but the, the clitoris' only function, only known function is to give sexual pleasure to a woman. Doesn't push out any germ. <laughs> um, it contains two to three times as many nerve endings as the penis. So we already know this. Okay. So where does the clit come from? You don't mind me calling it clit right now, do you? Yeah, I'm lit. Not at all. Okay. What's that mean? It's in the episode title. Is that? I know. I know. I'm just checking in. Wait. You know? oh, otherwise, it's what is it? Literous. Consent is, a, is an ongoing thing. All right. So if, if at some point it kind of becomes too yucky. Yep. I, we could call this episode literature for the clitrature. That's a great idea. Is it? That classes uh, yeah. it up a bit. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's a more of a mature orgasm. <laughs> a more mature <laughs> orgasm. Um, so, now this is where I'm, it's going to get technical for a little bit. And I know in the first episode, I got real technical really early on and Matt's face scrunched up. <laughs> but it'll get technical for just a little bit with this one. Okay, because I'm, I'm, I'm going as close to the soup as I can get with this. Okay. okay. So, the beginning of the clitoris starts when we evolved the sexes. For having sex, right? So at some point there were no sexes at all, right? Humans uh, have two sexes for making babies. Uh, some organisms have more, hundred, one hundred for some pond swimming protozoans, and oh. mushrooms use thirty thousand and can mate with any of them but their own. Wow, wow. that's <laughs> sick. Yeah. That's what a great fact. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. Wow, that's um, so how, basic. Imagine basic. you fall in love. With you got a one in thirty thousand chance of falling in love with a mushroom you can't have a kid with. I know, Isn't which that is crazy? you know, that's I'm sure fine. there's other options. That's fine because yeah. some some mushrooms will just choose not to have kids. And that's that's okay. true too. Yeah, that's, that's a fine. valid choice. Well, you can actually live a very full life, uh, very happy, and it's actually probably going to be a bit easier, <laughs> except, except for having that conversation. You don't have to wait f- for your fifties or sixties to travel. <laughs> yeah, you can do that throughout your life. Absolutely, and you won't have to pay for f- two or three extra. You know, plane tickets. Um, anyway, <laughs> but before any of that, the first thing you could call us, uh, the first thing you could call a kind of sexual intercourse occur- occurred between two things that were neither male nor female. These things would mix sex cells of the same size. Right now, uh, the reason why I say that is because the difference between males and females is that males produce a small sex cell, the sperm or pollen, right, and that uh, and females, their female counterparts produce big ones like eggs right now basically the theory goes and i'm trying to tell you the origin of sexes here the theory goes that inside each of our cells we have a little thing called mitochondria which is like a little bit of machinery that helps convert food into energy right and that happened a long time ago uh a single cell had basically a small friendly parasitic bacteria that came in and started living in a symbiotic relationships with our cells, with cells, right? And they propagate as our cells divide and in animals pass from mothers to their offspring through eggs, right? And while they seem to be working for us, these mitochondria, they have actually no reason why they, could, they, they need to continue to do so because they can carry their own DNA and they can mutate if they breed, right? So... They could, in theory, get a new strain of mitochondria that's very good at replicating, but not very good for humans. And one way to prevent such a spread is to avoid mixing mitochondria when you have sex, which is basically starving them of, of a partner. <laughs> and the way that we do that is the, the, the we made the way to avoid that is that males simply shed most of their mitochondria when they make sperm, so that you only get mitochondria from your mother through the egg, 
right? So I know this is very complicated, but basically I'm saying if the mitochondria inside the cells interbred, then they could potentially become a new organism that isn't good for living, <laughs> for, for the li- big wow. li- living organism, a human or you know, a badger or whatever. But we've avoided that <laughs> the big two. by creating sexes <laughs> that have different sized um, sex cells and the sperm doesn't carry the mitochondria. It just basically sheds it or, or sheds most of it and then interbreeds. Wow. And then that, that, so that means that your mitochondria is I think basically the same at going through your mom's your your mother line. If you follow through the mother mother line, you can go all the way. It'll be the DNA that goes all the way back to the first wow. the first woman. Whoa! I believe that's amazing. I think I'm not hundred percent sure. But is that why some on some religions they it passes on through the mother's side? Is that right? Uh, maybe Judaism. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think so. Wonder if that's based on that mitochondrial DNA, maybe. Uh, and so that's why we have sexes. Anyway, if you were ever wondering, that's why we don't just like go like that and split into <laughs> two and a, and just have a copy of ourselves yeah. or whatever like that. That would be. That would be good. I mean, it'd be cool, but you'd I skip like the toddler stage, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You would only make, I guess, increasingly old versions of yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I'm I need a, I think I need a part a friend, a partner. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I've double booked myself. You rock <laughs> up at, at to a tennis court or something you're like, oh it's doubles day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be useful. Yeah, that would be handy. Okay. So But where, then your double like splits off and says we're friends now. Yeah. Oh, so we don't like you, <laughs> Mum. <laughs> oh my God, brutal. Kids can be so brutal. Yeah. Oh shit, my kids are very. They're getting to that age. <laughs> my, my age. age. <laughs> <laughs> um, so where in nature do we find clitorides? Mm. Right. Well, <laughs> where um, do we last leave our hero? <laughs> um, some science. Scientists suspect that orgasms originated 150 million years ago, right? Now, I think that's when they found that's when they found the first fossilized O face. That's a joke. I, I don't know how they actually know that the first orgasms may have originated 150 million years Can ago. Can you just, um, for me and anyone like me, explain what that means? What, what's an O face? An O face. I think it's supposed to be the face that somebody well, makes while I they're organ. Uh, while have they're orgasming. <laughs> I fell for a trap. <laughs> you have to ask. <laughs> that so tells us everything we need to know. O-face. O-face. Oh, oh, oh I oh. call it something else. Yeah, yeah, well, mine's actually so good I call it O-week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, mine, mine, my, my person, you know, when I cause or- orgasms another person, their face contorts so much and it, it becomes an M-face. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they're... Ma- <laughs> Oh, fuck. That's like that's an F face. That's, that's that's their mouth makes it. Every show. And that happened right as like Mount Vesuvius was erupting on you, and then you stuck like that forever. Oh God, someone right. someone digs you up. Oh, oh, hello. Died doing what he loved. No, M face. Emming, emming, emming other people. Um, so, um, yeah, like I said, all female mammals have a clitoris. The clitoris also exists in turtles ostriches, crocodiles, and in bird species where the male has a penis. A lot of birds have uh, cloacas, mm. and so they just have, they have what's known as cloacal kisses in order to um, <laughs> in order to procreate like that. Yeah, but think of that coming from the butt. I am <laughs> uh, a, a butt a butt that has a hole that. First of all, cloacas are my favorite thing. And I was going to say you're a, you are 
I'd, I hadn't heard of Kalakas before you told me about yeah. them, and you're the only person I ever hear talking about yeah. Kalakas. Well, well, you'll find out about it when I come back for the third <laughs> episode in this series, Wacker for Kalakas. <laughs> 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 oh, I think the campaign starts now. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> while a ton, not a ton is known about animal clitor- uh, clitorides, we know that they can be hugely varied. Most uh, clitorises or clitorides, I don't know, in animals are inside the vagina. Mm. Um, there will be more on that later. That's quite interesting. Recent, recent studies have found that dolphins have large and well-developed clitorises, which makes scientists believe that sex may be pleasurable for female dolphins through clitoral stimulation. Right, yeah, I've heard, heard that for a long time, that they're the only other animal that... Bones for fun. They do it for fun, yeah. Uh, and they think that perhaps I'll skip to here, but there is a thing here that they think that. Oh no, I can't skip ahead because I just uh, it's, it's a mess. I'll, I'll but, but we'll, we'll talk about that a bit more later. Female hy- hyenas have unbelievably huge clitorises. <laughs> like they have. <laughs> I see it, but I don't believe half it. Half foot long clitorises. Half what? A foot that long. look. Basically, exactly like penises. So I'm picturing. Yeah, obviously, I'm picturing a half a sub, a subway sub. Exactly, six inch sub. As, yeah, that yeah, is. You're seeing a, a meatball sub. Holy! Because shit, they that's actually a big, look. They they that's look a big clit. They appear. It look, they also look with what appears to be testicles, or testicles. I'm not sure how to pronounce that. Um, <laughs> which is the the other, the other Greek hero, um, which testicles. is. Which actually, their te- <laughs> the, what looks like testicles is actually their folded labia, and their folded and fused labias. They also get erections, and they also give birth through their enormous clitoris. What? They also <clears throat> give birth oh through their God. enormous clitoris. Apparently, uh, they give birth to two-pound pups, and there's a high rate of unfortunate uh, in first-time mothers tearing and uh, them dying because it's a it's a lot of pup to push I, through. I do not remember David Attenborough telling me about this. Literous. No. The, yeah, the Lion King um, didn't go into this either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so great they can laugh about it afterwards. Do you know hyenas? Hyenas, I don't, know, I don't know if it's all hyenas, but spotted hyenas are a matriarchal society. Mm-hmm. And the, Is that true? The females are like the big aggressive ones, right? And it might be, I don't know if it's linked to the size of their clitoris, <laughs> but when mating, the female will retract the penis-like clitoris, like, I think like pushing up a shirt sleeve. Like, so like, I imagine that it kind of bunches up yeah. and then slides up into kind of what is like a, just a sort of a, you know, it's creating a sort of something that is a bit more opening-like rather than a sleeve. Um which the male inserts his own penis, which they think, this is the kind of weird, crazy thing. A lot of these aggressive matriarchal moms have a lot of like kind of testosterone I think they're called androgens. Yeah. Those kind of males, is that what they're called? Androgens. Mm-hmm. And the really tough ones like pass on a lot, pour in a lot of like androgens into their young. And apparently that, is, is important for them, for their babies, because it makes them more aggressive and more... And when they live in, like, packs of, like, 60 or 80 hyenas and you're fighting over food, that gives you a huge advantage to be hugely aggressive like that. And it makes them 
more likely to try at a younger age to have sex with with females, which apparently they need a lot of practice at because the female genital is so insane that you just need a lot of practice <laughs> to just be able to get it in. Whoa. Yeah, right. <laughs> so these ones are more likely to be, I think, successful because they come from like real aggressive moms and they get um, all this stuff. This is, yeah, just kind of, anyway, real crazy. I was just thinking in The Lion King, yeah. isn't the Whoopi Goldberg hyena the head of the pack? Maybe, yeah. So that makes, so that's, yeah. that's interesting. So they they got that right, that it was sort of a matriarchal. Thank goodness. Yeah. Did El- well, Elton you know, John wrote that movie, right? Yeah. <laughs> Elton John and uh, Tim Curry Ross. Tim yeah. Curry, Tim Ross. Tim Curry, Tim Ross. Tim Curry and Tim part Ross of the dish. <laughs> Which part of the dish wrote they that one? They work so well together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Tim Yogan actually is he, yeah he, he added a, a Tim, little something Tim Mango Lassie yeah, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah the um the they got that right but they the um the wise uh, monkey is incorrect yeah right well, monkeys yeah. aren't wise no well no the uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of the character's name Rafiki Rafiki yeah so it's just not anatomically correct. Right, it's got a tail and it shouldn't, or vice versa. Oh. And it's, yeah. um, it's supposed to be a mandrill. It's meant to be a mandrill. And mandrills at like not long before that, maybe four, five years before that, mandrills were discovered to be a separate species. Before that, they were sort of um, all in under baboons. Uh. Yeah, right. And they, so I think Dis- the Disney animators were using Jeez, old information. So That's so embarrassing. And they mer- kind of merged two animals together. It's like, Ho- do your research. Do yeah. some research. Oh Hopefully they listen to this before they bloody make a, a, a Lion King 2. Well, they <laughs> they fixed it up, I believe, for the, uh, for the live... Action one. Yeah. I believe they oh, fixed it up. Good. That's good. How funny to think that. that man or humans discovered the mandrel before they discovered the clitoris. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> well, it's got man in it. Scientists were interested. Oh, <laughs> Aries picked up a little bit. this mandrel. Sounds kind of badass. So here is another thing. Many animals have bones in their clitoris. Oh. <gasps> Um, like I mentioned in the penis episode, most mam- mammals have a baculum. Well, this... Stop using the penis episode as a tree trunk or whatever. I know. I'm sorry. What was it? Uh, I can't remember. Uh, homolog? Homolog. Homolog to this one. Well, the reason why is because I'm trying to set up a joke. Um, <laughs> this one... Shut up. Shut this up. one is because... So this one is called the bobellum. It has another word. I think they also just have it as like Oz clitorides or something like that. But and but it's the same thing with the os penis. You can call that the, the the baculum. But I think this one's called the barbellum, and it made me think about that that guy who you know if 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 Eve was created from mm. from Adam's penis bone, mm. then the missing penis bone in Eve suggests that God may have created a third person, possibly non-gender specific, <laughs> right? That we don't know about yet. I'm just suggesting wow. this, you know, and and whether or not that person has a bone in their genitals will will will, will suggest how far this, how deep this goes. <laughs> <laughs> um, Where do you think will they'll be discovered? I, you know, I think it's it's about it's it's for Bible scholars to, right. to look yeah, into true. this, but you know, we, I'm just suggesting there could have been three people yeah. in the Garden of Eden, and they might have been in a throuple. 
Oh, I'm just suggesting that <laughs> a triumvirate. It's a, real, it's a real reimagining of it. I'm just saying if the you know if that penis bone is missing. Uh, wow, that will change everything, you know, in terms of the teachings. Yeah. Absolutely, because they they do talk a lot about. I grew up Catholic. They talked a lot about the traditional. <laughs> yeah, the I don't tr- remember the, them actually talking about that a lot. The traditional throuble. The traditional throuble. This, yeah. this is gonna this is gonna be big. Think how much more accepting people will become. Yeah, you know they'll be like, well, you know, I mean, I'm I'm a bit conservative. I'm just in a, in a in a couple, but you know, it's also fine in God's eyes to be in a throuple. Yeah. Well, <laughs> more than fine. That's how he intended it. Yeah, that's the way yeah. God intended it. <laughs> if anything, I'm the sinner. Well, God's in the throuple. The God, that's true. The, son, the, the Holy Son, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, and the Father, and the Holy Father. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a fine. He is a throuple. <laughs> it's, it is in a throuple. Um, all right. Hopefully, we are not edging too close uh, to blasphemy here. Ah, uh, yes. Ah, uh, uh, yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Yes. Ah, that thing that I'm always very worried about. <laughs> Non-human primates almost certainly do have orgasms, uh, but they're still not sure whether all an- all mammals experience orgasms. There's a guy called Steve who swears they do. He's yeah. working hard in the labs. Um, God bless you, Steve. With, yeah. the, with some labs. It's because it's very difficult to measure pleasure in animals. Mm. So a lot of time when it looks like they're smiling, it's just their mouth is open. <laughs> I think. You know? Yeah, we put our thoughts on animals oh, yeah. a lot, don't yeah. we? Yeah. I know when I'm orgasming, I always smile. Yeah. <laughs> I always open my mouth. Yeah, I always pant with my tongue out, <laughs> which is what I call my cue face. Thank you. <laughs> Very good. Thank I like you. that. All right. <laughs> it's a mountain erupting, freezing it in place. Um, Capital Q. You see what I'm saying? Um, okay. Oh, little Q still works. <laughs> now... Um, this, these kind of last few bits are going to be, a, you know, my, my, my positioning of, of text is going to be a little bit uh, all over the place. But the interesting thing is that, like I mentioned earlier, the clitoris is inside the vagina for most creatures, right? But the human one isn't, mm. right? And so why is The that? clitoris is coming from inside the... <laughs> it's inside the, 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 clitoris, the pleasure is coming from inside the vagina. <laughs> I don't know. So I've been watching some uh, horror movies lately. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> do you like scary vaginas? <laughs> What's your favorite scary vagina? <laughs> Literal fact. Um, so, one thought is that uh, ovulatory cycles, ovulation cycles in women, that's when they release an egg. Um, females of the of Ovum, species. Dave being Ovum. the uh, Latin for egg, probably. Yeah, and is the plural is the plural o- ovules? Maybe I'm not sure. Anyway. Eggs. I think that's where <laughs> we're the eggs. Eggs, mate. Um, eggs. The word you're looking for is eggies. Eggies. <laughs> so what we have, which is ovulatory cycles, they have only evolved in a few lin- lineages of mammals, right? So it's actually quite rare. To just have eggs coming out on a timer, right? Egg timer. Ah. That's what I call it. <laughs> the egg timer. Um, they just come out, uh, you know, in cycles like that. Um, because our, our mammalian, our ancient mammalian ancestors originally relied on ovulation triggered by sex with a male. So, you know, uh, you're, those, oh. those ones developed clitoris inside the vagina because you're just walking around. You're walking around the bush, the jungle, the savanna, the, 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 the winter one. What's the winter one called? Uh, tundra. The tundra. The Arctic tundra. The Arctic tundra. And you might not encounter males that much, right? And so it would be crazy for you to just be ovulating at random times like that and then just like, oh, missed the cycle again, you know? So what would happen is that uh, these ones would 
ha- had developed with a clitoris inside the vagina. And so they, when, when there was sex, that would release hormones from the clitoris or the clitor- clitoral stimulation would release hormones, which would then signal the body to release an egg. And so then when the sperm would be start cl- climbing up, then the egg would have come out. And then that, does that sound like a better system or that, a worse a system? Way that's system. a way better system. That's a way better system. That's what I thought. Oh my God. Yeah. Although we would probably have more accidental pregnancies now yeah. because now we can have occasional, although you shouldn't. Yeah. Um, if you're, <laughs> I'm not going to give any advice here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you're, you're right. It would cut be hard cut to Alan Court going, <laughs> being sued for, for people having babies. A class action. <laughs> There's like a thousand people have got together. Yeah, we the, heard on a podcast. There's the the, the, the do Alice go Sarah, on a baby scientist bump. apparently. <laughs> this is the bloody the the do go on baby yeah. boomers because after the lit for clit episode, everyone had unprotected <laughs> sex in what they thought was. A sort of a no egg time of their cycle. <laughs> Alistair, he went into great detail about the rhythm method. Yeah. <laughs> I do love rhythm. I'm a drummer. <laughs> um, <laughs> you like that, hun? <laughs> um, you know, the best form, the best form of uh, contraception is just drumming in front of your lady. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so... Wow. So then, so it's only inside mammals that have evolved these cycles in which the clitoris has moved away, right? Outside of the vagina. So that it might not even get any contact during penetration, right? Um, which for me, right, this, this evolutionary moving out like that makes me wonder, where do you think the clitoris is going? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to kind of keep moving up where's, and out? Where is it heading? I mean, we know with whales, right, their nose evolved over time from when they were land creatures to the top of their head to become their blowhole. Yeah. Right? Where's yeah, we clit? know ah. that. Where's the clit going? <laughs> so you you think, I think it could be going to the tip of the finger, could be going on top oh, of the head. Oh, so what's, what's the clit's end game? Yeah. What is the end game? Well, autonomy, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It could become its own creature. Yes. Yeah. It's eventually going to sort of bud off from the body and just maybe sort of swim. <laughs> yes, it's a great swimmer. Float like a butterfly and yeah. swim like a bee. <laughs> As we mentioned earlier, <laughs> uh, you know? and and you'll probably just find them in your sort of in your common, you know, your garden, your garden ponds and things like that. You'll be able yeah. to. Just oh look, honey! Oh, oh look at that little family of clitoris. Maybe they'll grow into <laughs> frogs or something yeah, like that. Whatever the clitoris version cute. of a frog is. <laughs> uh, some a very happy animal. <laughs> a very oh happy my animal. god! So and then happy. women will, of course, no longer have any pleasure <laughs> at all. <laughs> Um, Sounds about <laughs> right. <laughs> Any pleasure at all? They can still enjoy a nice game of Scrabble or something like that. You don't need a clit no, for that, you Al. Do actually, you need a clit. <laughs> do for you that. really? Yes, need a clit for that? Matt, you need a clit to drive a car. <laughs> now, I'm wondering how you did it hands free. <laughs> now, why they? While they don't know whether it's other animals, <laughs> you know, I'm a very good driver. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that reverse path <laughs> makes way more sense now. Yeah. She got the biggest van <laughs> I've ever been in yeah. into the smallest park <laughs> with this sort of move. Yeah. <laughs> wow. One hand, palm on the wheel, <laughs> round once, round the other way, and we're in. I'd had a go. Yeah. I reckon for half an hour. <laughs> that kind of she practice. She had first go just whoop, whoop, 
But how's it? I don't even. I was starting to believe it wasn't possible to get to get that kind of big thing into such a small <laughs> space. Your mum's got to pass on a lot of androgens <laughs> to you <laughs> in yeah. birthing time. Yeah, thank you, mum. <laughs> thank you, mum. Now, now, while we don't know Tip whether or not other mammals, the one. you know, all other mammals have orgasms, what is certain is that females who s- stick around longer during the act of mating are much more likely to become pregnant and produce more offspring. <gasps> so, if a clitoris does enhance enjoyment then it would be strongly selected for in nature through increasing the female's chance of having offspring. So we don't know for sure whether you know other animals, it, it creates pleasure, but this is kind of the theoretical argument for that it probably does. Wow. Right. Uh, and although the clitoris is not well studied, there is evidence of larger clitorides, yes, in, in animals in which sex plays an important part in, a re- in relationship building. Examples include the matriarchal hyena, the bonobo chimps, Humans and, of course, the dolphins, who we know now have, have mm. huge clitorises. So maybe more pleasure than plays, you know, more of a role. Uh, so I'm kind of coming to the end here. But what I've, I've noticed is amongst all the research, I'll just read, read, read what I said. But amongst all this research, I know that there's so many questions, so many articles that are like asking, what is the evolutionary purpose of the female orgasm? Do women even need them? Actually, it's a fluke that women have orgasms because they're pointless from a breeding point of view. Right, and they should be thankful that they get anything, right? Yeah. So there's so much of that kind of stuff out there, and it kind of seems like it, just because it's not needed for, you know, popping out an egg or whatever like that, and it kind of seems to like a lot of the time ignore. It feels almost like, you know, like it ignores a lot of stuff about. Um, and this is kind of my opinion, right? But and it's not scientific, but this is my reason why I think. Of course, women would have orgasms. Some people are saying, "Let's like, oh, it's it's like male nipples, right? It's just a leftover thing from that women have that we don't need." But uh, and they say, "Well, it's just a thing that men have that women don't need, but they just get it as a gift, right?" I I think that that's stupid, right? I think that there's probably evolutionary. You think reasons. the idea that there's a gift in yeah. your body that is kind of it's just like oh it's just a nice thing and blah blah <laughs> but it's i think it seems silly to think that there's no evolutionary reason and these are my own but non-specific evolutionary reasons right firstly when do we use our clit- clitorises right usually to chill for when it's not for re- reproduction we just masturbate to relax and cut stress and clear our heads that's that's when i use mine right <laughs> basically i'm saying that we know that it can have some kind of therapeutic effect mm. right and I reckon in nature, I, I can't, you know, not that I can imagine people masturbating just alone in nature, but it must happen, right? Um, back in the day, that there would be some evolutionary advantage to, to not being stressed out and feeling good, right? That would be one thing. And then I would say that the other one is that it would also be useful in f- figuring out if a mate that you currently have, especially long-term mates, is, is actually willing to put time and care into you. <laughs> Like, because firstly, everybody deserves to come and you shouldn't always have to do it. No, I'm just joking. But you know, like, <laughs> but I'm just saying that like there is an evolutionary uh, higher level mate selection thing that goes on where you find out more about a person if they're willing to do things that they don't have to do and they just do it as uh, a kind act towards somebody because they care about them. I feel like that helps in select in partner selection. Um, and not just for breeding, mm. you know, and I think that can play a good role in long-term survival. And I think that, 
but these are just my own things. And so I'm ending with this pseudoscience of my own. <laughs> um, well, you are a pseudoscientist. I am a fake scientist. And so <laughs> I think everything that I say should be fake science. Um, mm. And so that, I would say, is the history of the human clitoris. Great well work. Fantastic stuff. But obviously there's one question left, and that is, do you think it exists? <laughs> Yeah, we I always ask about the mystery. Yeah, yeah. Mi- After mystery all your episodes. research, yeah. obviously we've yeah. heard a bit today. It sounds like it exists. Yeah, but like, I'm skeptical. You've yeah. been. We in also there. heard a lot of scientists who don't believe it exists. Yeah. I think that the human clitoris is actually just urine. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's my opinion. But I'll leave it to the scientists <laughs> to make the actual decision. Yeah. I think I think it's mole people. Mole people. I think mole people that's are involved just them somehow. Sticking their nose out. Yeah, I think sticking, <laughs> so. It's not actually the devil's teeth. No, it's the it's mole's the nose. Mole's nose. The mole's <laughs> nose. <laughs> yeah, that's how they feel their way around. They're blind, like the clitoris. <gasps> yeah, you never said anything about the clitoris Whether having the, a side yeah, or not. Yeah, it had eyes. No, as far as I know, it doesn't have an eye. You're thinking of. The anus. <laughs> You're looking right into the eye of the anus. <laughs> and the eye of the anus stares back. <laughs> if you look long enough. Um, so wow. Well, again, Al, I think I never learn any more than when you come in here and talk science. Mm. Well, I'm sure you do. I'm sure you like you learn about Atlantis. You learn about well, I think uh, the, all the, the murderers that you cover. Well, <laughs> the, uh, the blowhole being a nose, that's... It seems to be the thing that's stuck in my mind the yeah. most. That's what I hoped on an also, episode of the clitoris. Right? <laughs> this is how much men don't want to know about wet female bits. They only remember things about Whale. whales' noses. Yeah. That bit where you mentioned a whale was interesting. The rest didn't hear a bit. Yeah, just didn't yeah, didn't connect to it for whatever reason. That's cool. That's cool. What didn't, you did say something right at the end, which I feel like will be quoted out of context. You said something like, Everyone deserves to come. Yeah. I think everybody does deserve to come. I think that one I mean, will be on t-shirts. I think the important thing is also knowing that like some people who are listening to this have not been raised to feel okay with any kind of sex stuff. Mm. And that it, you know, you should know that basically the only reason that you're here is because of sex stuff. And, and you should at least be able to enjoy it. And knowing more about your body will aid that in some sense. <laughs> Hopefully. That's, that is beautiful, Al. <gasps> Please don't feel bad about it. There's so many things to feel bad about. <laughs> yeah, so many. But yeah. right now, we're all, I don't know if you, I want to speak for you all, but I'm feeling lit for clit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, it, we are illuminated for clituminate. Dave's <laughs> finally ready for his first time. Yeah. All right. Oh, my God. It's going to be great. <laughs> Wish me luck, when everyone. You, when, <laughs> <you put your laughs> when you put your penis into that first clitoris, yeah. it's going to be so hot. <laughs> Dave, find, like, we find Dave in a hyena. No, no, Dave. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, Dave, no. Uh, thank you so, so much, Al. That was our second most requested topic, and I think only you could do it justice. Yeah, yeah. Sure. agreed. Thanks a lot. Um, thank you very much for having me. And I, if, there's, if you got dirty jobs, dirty science jobs or dirty, you know, any kind of topics that you you don't want to get your hands dirty with, please allow me to plunge <laughs> my hands into it and pull it out so okay. that I can show you. Well, I look forward to Whackers for Quackers. <laughs> whackers for Quackers is so good. So good. Um, I think the other big thing I learnt was that we have a science legend in the neighbourhood. Yeah, that's Dr. Helen cool. O'Connell. Yeah. Amazing. Absolutely. And so, so funny that she's not like... Well, I mean, maybe she is very well known. 
She's 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 well known in clit circles, right? Um, but she's she's getting you know we everybody should know about it. like it's it's almost like living near Einstein. Yeah, she's like the clit Einstein. The I mean like I would say how many anatomical scientists are yeah. still alive now who have made gigantic breakthroughs? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm so surprised it happened in our lifetime. Mm. That's amazing. Yeah. It happened too recently. Yeah, that yeah. sounds Nobel Prize worthy to me. Yeah, yeah which in the in the conversation. I hope so. I don't know. I don't know. But she should be in the conversation. You said she got an order of Australia. She got an order of Australia. They didn't say for clitoris, for right. clitoris stuff, for clit stuff, but they... Sh- they you know, it was for singing or something. They, you know, they said the community and stuff like that. It's all a lot of the surgery stuff. But I reckon it should just be like the clitoris stuff should just be up to top. People are still think like a lot of doctors are like, why do you study the clitoris? That's not a bit obscene. There obscene. she is. There she is. So good. She's so cool. She's very cool. She's like, yeah, she's still young. She's yeah, I'm, young. I'm just half expecting a black, black and white, and white photo. photo. I know. Yeah, she she's would have been just like in her late twenties or thirties when she did mate. the first research. What a cool, cool person! Absolute legend, and you are an absolute legend, Al. And we can hear more of you on two on the Think Tank. Of course, the podcast sure. we talked about. You can check out the video, or hopefully, the podcast of the eighteen-hour, three hundred. Yeah. Uh, sketches and if they want they can listen to the pop test which is me and andy's science quiz show that's we we get through the abc radio national but also there's going to be another season we're going to be recording in december and so if you listen to it and you go oh my god this i actually do enjoy this and you know like that well then you could um there's going to be more coming that's very exciting any chance of a clit based episode at the moment, you know, uh, the national broadcaster is more conservative than the <laughs> national do-go-oner. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, no, but not not yet. But, you know, I, I, I use up all my good stuff on you guys. Yeah, but, oh, thank, <laughs> thank you so, so much. But honestly, that show is so funny. And also, you learn a lot. You and thank Andy pack in so many facts about a, a certain science topic each week. It's awesome. Thank you so much. It's not, yeah, it's on, it, it, it comes in seasons. But, but uh, yeah, but it, it's, 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 it's very fun to make. And and much more difficult. <laughs> <laughs> do go on. You have to like. Uh, no, you know, no. For like two and a thing, they can just show up and you record. Yeah. Whereas this, you got to actually do heaps of research. Yeah. Even probably more than we do here, because then somebody we have to have a fact checker look over it. Oh my god. Yeah, <laughs> um, we don't have that. <laughs> no. Yeah. Thank yeah, we've got Twitter for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it keeps us humble. I think so. Yeah, people should go back and listen to the. Uh, I keep saying hot for cock. What was that? Keen for pain. Keen for pain. Keen for episode. And uh, yeah, and stay tuned. Maybe if you're listening to this in the future, uh, also check out the Whackers for Cloacas episode. <laughs> um, thanks so much for joining us, Al. We'll we'll let you move on with your life, and Thank everyone you. else should hang around. And we'll uh, get into everyone's favorite section of the show. What a great report from Alistair. But, um, yeah, now he's gone. So let's move on. <laughs> Forget about <laughs> it. Forget okay? about it. It's in the past. I don't know why you're getting bogged down in it. Yeah, God. Oh, everyone's yelling at their iPod. Oh, I wish Alistair was still here. Well, well he's, he's not. not. <laughs> and that's okay. All right? Life Jeez. goes on. But it's now time for everyone's favourite uh, section of the show, like I said. And, uh, yeah, I love it because we get to thank the supporters who make this show possible. Without their support, there'd be no do-go-on. So, um, yeah, you can get involved as well if you like uh, at dogoonpod.com or patreon.com slash dogoonpod. And there's a bunch of different levels you can sign up to um, depending on your budget and, and what kind of 
bonuses you'd like to get. What are some of the things uh, they can get, Popper? Access to a newsletter, a Facebook group, uh, early access to tickets to live shows and tours that we do. Which we're going to be doing more of. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, three bonus episodes a month, including Phrasing the Bar, where we have a deep dive into the filmography of everybody's favourite actor, Brendan Fraser. Jess, I love that you invite Dave and I onto your podcast yeah. each month to chat about the films of Phrase. I'm generous like that. Uh, another thing people get to do is if you sign up on the Sydney Scheinberg level, you get to give us a fact, a quote, or a question, or a brag, or a suggestion. Fact, <laughs> yeah, it goes fact, quote, or question, brag, or suggestion. That's the new jingle, uh, is it? We'll see. <laughs> I'm sorry, do you want me to start with, yeah. hello everybody, my name is Jess. Now we know. Yeah, now <laughs> we know who we're talking to. Everybody. Yes. Uh, so is that the jingle? Have we lost the ding? Fact, quote, <laughs> or question. Break or suggestion, ding. <laughs> he always remembers the ding in the end anyway. Uh, so <laughs> just had to do it twice from before he actually did a ding. I just Disappointing. Don't think dings just aren't as rap appropriate. <laughs> no, that's <Yeah>. probably true. <laughs> uh, so uh, on the fact, quote, or question section, I think we keep calling it that even though there's more options now. Yeah. Um, you get to give us a fact, a quote, or a question, or a, a brag, or a suggestion. You also get to give yourself a title. I read four of them out each week. I read them out for the first time on the show. Uh, so here we go. The first one comes from first time fact, quote, or questioner, Anthony Leclerc, which means uh, the Claire in French. Uh, and Anthony has given himself the title of Regional Brand Tribal Liaison of Afro-Indigenous Mess Around. Okay. And often uh, becomes more clear in the fact quota question <laughs> what the title means. Not always. Uh, here <laughs> Sometimes they leave they us guessing. Just, yeah. Uh, this one from Anthony, he writes as a quote, quote, I wish all to know that I do not propose to sell any part of my country. That's a quote from Chief Sitting Bull. Mm-hmm. As of today, roughly 1.5 billion US dollars sits in an account des- uh, designated to the Oseti, oh sorry, Ocheti Sharkoween for our claim to the Black Hills, which includes Mount Rushmore. Wow. Which I put on uh, the Mount Rushmore of uh, cliff face sculptures. Yeah, big time. Uh, That money has yet to be touched as the hills are sacred to the tribes of the nation. Oh, shit. The spirit of Chief Sitting Bull lives on to this day. P.S. Mount Rushmore is ugly anyway. <laughs> they carved in those four presidents of you know a sacred cliff face. Holy shit! Yeah, I think it's actually quite controversial. I had no Didn't idea. That. Wow. Oh, I appreciate you bringing that uh, to my attention, Anthony. Uh, takes a lot of the fun out of my uh, running Mount Rushmore jokes. <laughs> but anyway, maybe they end today. So, <laughs> uh, it's I, a pretty. It's a pretty like. It's a dumb thing anyway. Do you know Mount Rushmore just as a concept? As it, in like carving some... It wasn't just meant to be the faces as well, apparently. Apparently it was meant to be full bodies and stuff. Oh they ran, ran out of money or something like that. And then, so that's already pretty dumb when you think about it. But then when you add that it's on land that is very sacred, and you're like, oh, okay, well, this is ridiculous. And... Chief Sitting Bull have been quoted as saying, I wish all to know that I do not propose to sell any part of my country. Wow. Yeah, that I would call that a grim 
Quote, and yet 1.5 million US dollars sits in an account. Thank you so much for that quote, Anthony. Um, Love a quote. We don't get many quotes. No, I... Um, that was a quote with a fact tacked on, which I like. Context. Yes, Context that, for the quote. That's right. And it, yeah, interestingly, um, I, I, I do have a, a pie chart that shows which one has more and quotes is the in the minority. Questions slightly bigger. Uh, and then facts, be right, quotes My is the God. smallest. Ah. Well, never seen this pie chart. I love the idea yeah, of it. Yeah, where are you keeping this pie chart? It's, uh, it's, yeah. it's in, the, in the survey you? Uh, ah. app we use. You hiding a pie from me? <laughs> <laughs> you know how he feels about pies. Dave, what's your favourite kind of chart? Mine's a scientist. Um, <laughs> scientist chart. I guess a lot of charts are scientist charts. Uh, the next one comes from Murray Somerville. And uh, Murray, who we know uh, in the Dugong community as one of the great animators. We've got quite a few mm. uh, great animating listeners. But Murray, he does a, a bit of art based on the episodes uh, most weeks. And they're always so good. Yeah, great. Love the style, Murray. Great style. Murray's given himself the title of Casual Artistic Doodler. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> and Murray asks a question. Which is, my partner put spoons, forks, or knives away in the wrong section of the cutlery drawer. Mm. It drives me mental. <laughs> is that unreasonable? What's some little thing that unreasonably annoys the crap out of you? Love, I love this. I love settling domestic squabbles on podcasts. Look, it happens like every now and then. And, and with our cutlery drawer, you can't always see the tops of it, tops of the cutlery. So I can understand things go back in the wrong places. But generally, we know which goes where. And can you remember that order without looking right now? Yes. <laughs> no. Fork, spoon, knife. Ooh. It's wrong. It's wrong. No, I think... No, I think goes, it should go spoon, fork, knife. Ours goes fork from left to right. Fork, knife, spoon. Yeah, I think fork and knife should be next to each other. Because um, you grab those two as a pair. Spoons... Mm, I have no idea the order. I just I I'll, I do try and put them in the right spot because yeah. I just you know I'll put it in the if I'm holding a spoon I'll put it with the spoons. Yeah. But you're at a point where you don't even have to look. Well, that's because I can't like you can't see the tops of the cutlery. You have to really pull the drawer all the way out. It's gonna secret fall cutlery. Out. Secret cutlery. That's sick. We oh, like to keep our cutlery. Oh, do you ever have private. a lucky dip and you go whatever you got? So you get soup and you pull two knives out. Yeah, you're like all right. That's it. Well, figure I've it out. Committed to it. <laughs> um, but something that. Just makes you really annoys you. Uh, oh, there's I, hundreds of things I just can't think of. Them. I do one that really annoys my partner, and that is I leave the bathroom cupboard open a lot. Interesting. Yeah, leaving doors open or drawers or anything mm. like that—that's something I'll that I walk can away see and then I go I, in my mind. I close that. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, okay, one for me is uh, that the way my partner stacks dishes sometimes is guaranteed to smash something. <laughs> so the other day I sent him a video while he was at work. It was a glass perched on top of a spatula. <laughs> so the spatula's on its side, glass is on top, and the other side of the, the rim of the glass was resting on just a, so a Tupperware lid, but just the clasp side of it. And I was like, this... Dishes Jenga. Love yeah. it. That's like a Rube Goldberg machine ready to go. <laughs> it was an absolute nightmare. Some people, I've had old housemates and possibly I was a housemate like this who would do a similar thing with the bin. You know, you're just yeah. like, 
whoever's, whoever's filled it <laughs> should be taking it out. Yeah. So people are just like balancing. <laughs> like on The Simpsons and he's like, uh, he staples a banana skin to the side of the bin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It's that sort of vibe. Exactly. Well, I reckon my one, the first one that came to mind is, and I did it. Did Murray say it had to be irrational? Because I think this is rational. Yeah. And okay. I think okay. most people who say <laughs> would think their own ones are rational. But I get quite annoyed when I let someone in on a narrow street. You know, they're coming the other yes. way. And they, they don't, don't give wave. you the wave. Oh, no, that's not. I that's completely rational. Absolutely that is agree. psychotic behaviour. <laughs> I live okay. for the wave. I live for the wave. The other, day, <laughs> the other day, I let in four cars kept coming through. First one waved. No, no five of them. The other four, no wave. And I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> you all wave. This is a wave tag. Yeah. He doesn't wave for all of you. You all wave. <laughs> you either wave or I ram. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like mutter to myself under my breath. You fuck, what the fuck are you doing? But they could literally T-bone the side of my car. As long as they put the wave up, it'd be like, oh, yeah. no worries, mate. No worries. Isn't that funny? Hey, that that, that does seem irrational though, yeah. right? If you're like, I'd prefer you to damage my car than not wave. You gotta wave. Yeah. That's How can't... dare you not wave? I pulled behind a parked car to let you just come I... on. You don't know. I could be late for work. I could be on my way to the hospital. The... People could be dying I think people, the, the, uh, the first one waving is the most important one, I would yes. say. Because the ones falling behind, maybe they just think you're a parked car. Maybe they don't realise. Yeah. But if the first one especially, they've seen you pull over. Yeah. They know what's going yeah, on. You've yeah. yielded to them. I yeah. say, and I, I, I caught myself saying it yesterday, and that's what made me think of it. And I think I say this every time. They don't wave. I say, no worries, cunt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <I was laughs> oh, no like, worries, cunt. No worries. Yeah, no worries. Oh, it's yeah. okay. That's all right. No Just worries. So like, Sometimes I uh, turn the table and give them a passive aggressive wave. Yeah. No worries. Yeah. Yeah, that's good too. Yeah. Isn't uh, that, it's, that's a fantastic example. Because it, it like it doesn't matter. It doesn't, it doesn't affect it does. you. Yeah, and isn't it weird? <laughs> it doesn't matter, but it does. But yeah, I just I've noticed that um, where I'm living, they're just it's just not a part of oh, what people do. You're I, not in a waving community. No, it's not a waving community. You gotta I think get that, out. You gotta get out. You gotta move. I think I'm, I'm so gonna sorry. have to move again. You just <laughs> moved, but you're gonna have I'm to do, do it again. I'm, I'm gonna keep searching for that. Wavy yeah, community. well, next time you're going to have to drive around for about five or six hours before you s- decide to <laughs> yeah, move somewhere right. just waving at people. Yeah. Are they going to wave back? Yeah. That's what kind a good of community point. am I going to be living exactly. in? Exactly. See, it's, that's the sort of canary in the, in the gold mine kind of yeah. thing. Is that what they're saying? It's yeah. not a gold mine, is it? Like a mine. Whatever, in the mine. Doesn't yeah, it doesn't matter what, what they're mining. mining. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, your sayings are all about gold mines, are they? That's how you know someone's doing well. Yes, I'm doing well. <laughs> I include gold in all my adages. <laughs> uh, great question, Murray. Thank you so much. And great artwork. The next one comes from Soph Waldron. Uh, Soph, who we know from... As, did we realise that she was one of, she's been in more show, live shows than anyone else? Yeah. yeah. She's our official photographer. And uh, Soph has now given herself the title of True Believer of the Lost City of Atlantis. Okay. And I'm just looking at the when that was submitted. That was months before we did the episode. That's amazing. Isn't that funny? Whoa. How did she know? Amazing. Great work, Maybe Soph. her fact, quote, question, brag or suggestion might give us some information. Uh, that's a good point. Uh, Soph's question is... I know we don't talk about the current global event on the pod, but given we've recently gotten out of three months of lockdown, mm. what was the thing you did after 80% uh, that made you just stoked to be back out again? 80% for 
for international listeners that there was we were allowed out of the house again when eighty percent were vaccinated. Were vac- over sixteen year olds were vaccinated in, in our state. Um, what was the thing you did after eighty percent that made you just stoked to be back out again? And she's answered a question which I always love, love it when people do that, which obviously uh, Murray did as well. Um, what Soph do? Soph says, for me, it was going for dinner and to the movies with my yeah. friends to see Sa- uh, Shang-Chi on our first weekend of freedom. Oof. Dinner and a movie, a classic That's, combo. Yeah, what a great God, way that to feels good. re-announce yourself to society. Yeah. I, I also, I think I went out for dinner with some friends. I kept it fairly like, I went to the pub. You went to the pub too, I think. I went Dave, to the pub, you? had a fish and chip meal. Oh, yeah, that's it's so good, good stuff. And I, then I made like a bunch of appointments for things I couldn't get done beforehand. Like I got a haircut, I got my brows done, I got a tattoo. Like I just went nuts. That's awesome. You're like a new person. Yeah. I still haven't gone to a pub. You simply must. I, um, I'm i trying to think. The thi- probably the thing I've done, which is hasn't happened yet, it's coming up or it would have just happened when this week comes out i've been um stocking up on interesting beers yep and i and i w- i'd invited my dad uncle and cousin around like days before the lockdown was announced i'm like i've got these these beers for us to all try out um we'll play some tunes and drink these beers and then lockdown so i've collected more oh, well now done. i've got maybe too many beers <laughs> and i've invited a, a, yeah invited them around this weekend, I believe you play some records and uh, drink some beers. I believe in you guys. I think you can get through those too many beers. So I, th- um, I think that's gonna feel like I'm back out because you know, I just, yeah, yeah, just so much time spent at home. Yeah, uh, we, I mean, we even had a, a curfew for a lot of that. Didn't for we? most of that, yeah. So um, going for a run and not having to look at the time. Yeah, like you know. Basic things that used to you wouldn't even think twice about. Do you know what I did on the last day of lockdown? After 270-something days in lockdown, last one, we're free, I bought a paint-by-number. What is wrong with me? Paint-by-number? <laughs> you can go do anything now. And I was like, no, no, I'm going to stay inside. But I think that, a bit of painting. there's a difference between staying in because you want to and staying in because you have to. Oh, yeah, I love to stay in. I'm a big fan of the staying as well. I like having options. Oh, I also I played played golf with my mum and dad this oh, week, which is really nice. nice. So I hadn't, obviously, I hadn't seen them for three months. Just nice to get out into the bloody bit of nature in the in the middle of the suburbs. How'd you go? I hit him all right. I pretty Great. pretty good first up for some reason. It's uh, if I play a few times in a row, that's when it goes downhill. Yeah, right. <laughs> when I start to believe in myself again. That's me with bowling. <laughs> yeah, right. Real the, good in the first isn't round. Isn't that interesting? Or is it the other way around? It doesn't matter. But um, that is a good question, Soph, and I'm glad that you got to, you know, get out and about. And you've totally made, yeah, I'm, I've got to go out for a pub dinner and a movie. That's a great idea. Uh, thank you for that question. Our next one comes from Frank West, giving himself the title of Romeo on the Horse with the Rainbow Mane and Tail. Okay. Uh, and Frank's got a quote, which starts, howdy partners. <laughs> which is exactly what someone on a horse would say. Mm. How do pardons? Uh, firstly, Matt, on the issue of my card being declined. Oh, this probably isn't required to be read out. <laughs> 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 but, I mean, I'm in here now. He says, I'm just a poor man who spends with reckless abandon, mainly on food. But maybe I can be more disciplined as a patron and keep that money coming in. <laughs> oh, so- Thank you for keeping us up to date, Frank. Hey, may you continue to spend with reckless abandon. Is that the end of the quote? 
Uh, no, he says, <laughs> I, I present you three with... I mean, he put it all in. I imagine he wanted me to read that out. So I present... Because everyone knows I only read them out on the show. So. <laughs> There's evidence right there. Uh so, Frank writes, I present you three with this quote, and it begins, In nature's infinite book of secrecy, a little I can read. That's the quote. In nature's infinite book of secrecy, a little I can read. He may, what, do you make sense of that? He's written more yeah, after out of, out of all the infinite things in nature, if it was a book, I could only read or comprehend it. Gotcha. Just a small part. Thank God yes. Dave's here. A little, yeah, that's right. A so there, there, there's so many. The, yeah. the, the universe is mysterious. Yes, as we just found out about the fucking hyena clitoris on this week. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Amazing. Like that, you go, oh wow. Uh, and did you say where the quote's from? Yes, he says uh, this quote comes from the soothsayer in Anthony and Cleopatra. I've slowly been making my way through the complete works of Shakespeare on Audible, and I still have 93 hours to go. <laughs> <laughs> While I may not be completely understanding what is happening due to how they speak, <laughs> I thought this was a great way to advertise one's abilities, but also makes those abilities sound kind of disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon you've taken the glass half empty uh, version of that, Frank. I think that's just someone saying, hey, look, there's a lot out there and isn't well, the world beautiful? Yeah. That's how I beautiful read it. Beautiful and complex. That's how I read it after Dave Kahn yeah. explained it to me. <laughs> But listening, honestly, listening to Shakespeare is for me uh, uh, seeing it's the most the best way to understand it. But listening to it is much easier to understand than just reading it off the right. page. You get a lot more context from you hope the, the actors. Yeah, the reader is is reading it with yes, I'm hoping, knowledge of the text. Ho- yes, hoping that it is like done by a cast, Not, as opposed to how I just did it <laughs> <laughs> with ums and long pauses where they shouldn't have been. Because there's no there's no um, punctuation. Yeah. but the A is capitalized. That's what maybe you might have heard me being thrown. It'd probably be on on a separate line. Right. In nature's infinite book of secrecy, a little I can read. That's better. (laughs) Thank you very much for that, Frank. Thanks, Frank. And yeah, that's uh, thank you to Anthony, Frank, Soph and Murray for this week's fact, quote or questions. Pack of legends. We also like to shout out to a few of our other great uh, supporters. Um, these uh, would be signed up on the shout-out level or above, which I believe is the Arse Prod level or above. And Of course, you are associate producers of the program. Yes, that's right. And uh, I normally, uh, if I can, I normally start off with the first three. Is that okay? Of course. And Jess, you normally come up with a game, something. I, I like hard. last week's one, how we gave them all nicknames. Yeah, a little hard when we've spoken for an hour and a half about clitorises. Um... So I'm a bit stumped. What about we we give them a, a Greek hero name? Yeah, I was thinking that. All right, let's do that. That's gonna immediately we're gonna regret that, but let's give it a crack. Well, well yeah, we give them we 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 give them a name. We just put a, a cleese at the end. Yeah, perfect. And then give them like a a power a power. Yeah, yeah great. great. They're the god of whatever, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. So first up, I'd love to thank from Victoria Point in Queensland, Australia, Charmy Zelinsky. Ooh, Charmy Zelinsky. Charmicles. Charmicles is real <laughs> good. <laughs> and a power or like God of? Yeah, I think it, whatever you're feeling. God, like charm. Yeah. Like I think it's sort of like uh, it's just a God of sales. God of sales. <laughs> <laughs> you know, really charms oh, yeah. and sucks mm-hmm. them in. And they <laughs> upsells and it works. Oh, yeah. King of the upsells. Hey, uh, looking for anything you need? Just browsing? <laughs> Is it that kind of thing? 
Just browsing or, yeah, you're interested in making a purchase today? Yeah. I think it's like the type of sales where uh, it's not even that. It's not like, hey, are you just looking? I'll leave you to it. No, 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 no. no. This is a salesman that just, it transports you to a world of possibilities. Yeah. But sort just of, the low, low price. I'm, <laughs> I'm picturing sort of Simon the Likeable from Get Smart. I don't know if you've watched much of that show. I've been, I think I've referenced Simon it a couple of times the last few weeks there. But there was this character who was a bad guy who worked for Chaos, Simon the Likeable. And you couldn't you couldn't escape his charms. Yeah. So as soon as he looked you in the eye, they'd, they'd do a glint effect on his eye from a memory. And then you'd just be under his spell. Yeah, it's Simon that. Simon the Likeable. <laughs> Charmy. Chamacles, the likable. <laughs> Brilliant. God of sales. Uh, I, I think we're using the Homer Simpson rule of, of uh, Greek godifying your name. Homacles cares not for beans. <laughs> mm. Which I don't... I, is all, I've, I reckon I've quoted that my whole life. And I didn't get it for the first 20 years of that. <laughs> uh, the next one. Ooh, local. Brunswick, Victoria, Australia. Siobhan Galea. Siobhanocles? <laughs> Galeocles. Galeocles. I like Galeocles. Well, Galea sounds like an yeah, ancient already Greek sounds. city. Yeah. Galeocles? So Siobhan of Galea. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Uh, Siobhan of Galea, uh, god of salad, uh, salad uh, ratio. Okay. Always gets it spot on. You know <laughs> okay. what I mean? You know, you can get salads. I mean, I'm not a big salad guy, but... Mm. Uh, you can get salads that are too lettuce heavy. Yeah. Not enough feta cheese or yeah. whatever, or beetroot balls or whatever you, Yum. you know, whatever the hero of the piece yeah. is. <laughs> what about <laughs> <laughs> the Greek hero of the, the Greek, salad? The Greek salad. That's probably where I was thinking. Greek salad <laughs> Greek is salad. definitely what my brain Greek did hero. there. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, how did I get there? <laughs> but yes, uh, so Siobhan just knows exactly what to do. So yeah. she'll come to a party. There'll be a barbecue happening. There'll be a salad. She'll have. She'll get, scoop a bit out, have a bite, and go. Needs more balsamic. Yeah. Or whatever. Needs a splash of lemon. Yep. Knows yeah. exactly. And you're like, what lemon? And then okay, <laughs> and you do it, and you're like, holy shit, yes. Siobhan, why do we keep doubting you? <laughs> yeah, you do this every will time. I learn. Thank you so much, Siobhan. And finally, from me, I'd love to thank another Aussie from Tennant Creek in the Northern Territory in Australia. Uh, Rob's in the NT. Ooh, Rob's in Rob's the NT. NT. All one word. What about um, Robocles? <laughs> I was just thinking of <laughs> gone blank on the. <laughs> this is Jess and I are just watching a master at work here. <laughs> Dave's looking in the middle distance. I mean, I've already made a suggestion. It's obviously no good. Let's hear something. <laughs> well, I think way is, is, are you thinking of the god of, or are you trying to? Oh, I was thinking. I had a title in the name, okay. but it's, it's, I, it, I will bow to the master. It was Rob Sippides. Oh, Rob, Rob Sippides. That's pretty good. That's good. I like that. Are you sure? Yeah, I love it. Rob Sippides. Uh, king of the Crocs, Northern Territory. Oh, he's yes. like the Croc King. So he appears. God that's of Crocs. God of Crocs. <laughs> so he's sort of like. Uh, is there is there a god that can just yeah like the sea god like yeah. uh, Aquaman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Triton or whatever. Poseidon. Poseidon. Thank you. So. Yeah. So you know like how Aquaman or Poseidon sort of like can uh, travel standing on dolphins. Yeah. 
Well, Robert Cleese does that with Crocs. Fuck, that's cool. That's where the Crocs came from, his footwear. Yeah. (laughs) He wore the original Crocs. And Crocs are actually in talks with Robin the NT about um, (laughs) doing a a bit of a collab. Yeah. So that's exciting. And Rob's like, honestly, I'm glad you came to me finally because I've been looking to sue your asses. Yeah. I don't know why I said it like that. How dare you? Sue your asses is probably how we would have said it. Um, uh, so thank you to you, Rob Oakley's. I would love to thank some people, if I may. Sure Ooh. can. From Copenhagen in Denmark, Philip Galskard. Oh, it sounds more like your uh, your sort of Viking. Yeah. God. What about the what the Norse more Norse of a gods, Norse yeah. vibe? What about Philippius Galskard? Oh, like that's that. good. That's good. And God of. Surfboards. Okay, Hello. Great. I was going to say the classic one, Scott of Thunder. Yeah, but Thor. But this surfboards. So, does he still have a hammer? Yeah, still has a hammer. But aqua hammer. His aqua hammer is used for. Do they have to chiseling out some gnarly waves? Because you know, like in cricket, you got a hammer, or you used to have to knock on in your bats, right? Yeah. Do you have to do something like that with surfboards? You got to wax them. You got to wax it with a hammer. With a hammer. It's a wax hammer. That's With my hammer made of wax. <laughs> that's actually. And that's my actually wax. <laughs> <laughs> and that character's name is. Uh, gib- giblets? <laughs> Every time. I haven't seen it and I love giblets. the idea of giblets. Giblets or giblets, I forget. But it's, it's giblets, but it's very funny. Um, so thank you so much, Philip. I would also love to thank from South Yarra in Victoria, Hannah Bath. Hannah Bath. Hannah Bath is a good friend of mine. Oh, really? Who I did not realise was a Patreon. Thank you so much, Hannah. Love those surprises. What about Hanopides Bothopides? Ooh, that's fun. <laughs> Hanopides? Hanop- Hano- Say it again. Hanopides? Yes. Barnopides? Yes. <laughs> Bar- no, Barnopides. Bothopides. Yeah, Hanopides? Bathopodies. Oh, yes. It's difficult, Do, but... Can you get, just sum up your friendship with Hannah or, or what you know of Hannah in, in three okay. words? Uh, oh, okay. Um, actor. Yes. Funny. Yes. I mean, three words. That's enough. Um, <laughs> I think that's three enough for me. God of laughter. Oh, that's oh, a good one. That's fun. Goddess of laughter. We love that. So just if you know wields the power, uh, yeah, kindly. But if you if you need a, a little laugh, boost, little boost of laughter, you Hannah get Barth. get han- hanothopies in the game. That's so funny, hanothopies. Um, thank you, Hannah. I'd also love to thank uh, from Melbourne, Victoria. Jeez, there's been a lot of a lot of Aussies today. Alex Stewart. Oh, well, if you think you're close <laughs> friends with Hannah Bath, I think I can help you, you can one top here. That? Why? Yes, well, Alex, my sister. Yeah, but is, is she a close friend? And I, sh- I would call her my sister and close friend. Fuck. All right, yeah, you have up to me and Hannah I just then. saw her the Hannah other and day. I could play sisters. Oh, that's so cool. Alex, all right, if I could sum you up. Damn it, three why words. did I set that yeah, up? Yeah, now you've got to do it. Alex in three words. And, um, a, and a name? Oh. Well, Dave, you've been on fire with these. Oh, what about, uh, I love X in this, Alexerxes. Alexerxes. Stuart. Alexerxes. <laughs> yeah. Alexerxes. I know That's that, fun. I think the ancient 
Gaelic or, or Scottish for Stuart is still barred. So oh, I don't know Alex Xerxes is still Bardios. Oh yeah, my that's god, good. this is so good, Alex. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, so uh, yes, well, Alex be the. Um, I know big lover of live music. Yes. So I wonder if we can work that in. Okay. Uh, uh, loves uh, family. She's a big fan of uh, hanging out with the fam, going on holidays. Yes. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Alex, that I'm. <laughs> I'm breaking you down to these very yeah, surface <laughs> level things. Uh, has worked in in uh, in in real estate, the real estate world. Uh, but very intelligent. Is there some sort of god of brain? Mm, <laughs> no. No. Uh, <laughs> well, you you've met Alex a few times. Yeah, I know Alex. Yeah. Um, and like something about like live music. I was thinking of like God of Rock. Are you laughing no. at? <laughs> I was going for like so you know obviously the live music is very important, but we leave that to the artists. But what can make a live show even better is like light and sound design. Oh yeah, okay, great. <laughs> you so, know, smoke machines, lasers. Oh, God of Light and Sound is oh, awesome. That is <laughs> that sick, is very actually. good. I was hoping you to say God of Smoke Machines. <laughs> 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 we'll go with light and sound, but that does include smoke machines. You know, Evan is the god of Evan Monroe Smith is the god of smoke machines. Yeah, oh, he loves them. I've he's been in rooms that he's not been in with a dormant smoke machine that all just go. Psh. I don't know how he does it. <laughs> god, he's good. I don't know how he does it. Uh, Thank you, Alex. Thanks Alex so Alex much, Alex. That's so still cool. Bardios. Uh, so cool, you're involved. Did you know Alex was a Patreon? I think yeah, I did. I, I did. I think I did. That's yeah, nice. but I didn't realize for for so long because we're up. These people have been on board for about a year and a half. Yeah, that's really nice. Can I so thank cool. a please trio of people? I would love to thank. Oh my goodness, you're never going to believe this. You thought you were close with the last two from Maryland in <laughs> the United States, Catherine Hildebrand, who of course is. A stranger to me, but I love you <laughs> so much for your support, Catherine. Catherine Hildebrand, no relation. You do, you do love Maryland, though, don't you? The f- is it, am I right in saying the first state? It's definitely not my favourite state, though. No. No, no, no. But no, it's no, in no. that sort of region, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it's great. I'm pretty sure I go for the Maryland college basketball team. You're Maybe pretty the, sure. The Torpens or something like that? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> big, big fan. Yeah, it's not that far from uh, God's real country of <laughs> Vermont. But I would love to uh, thank Catherine Hildebrand, who is, of course, uh, Terrapins. The Terrapins. Okay. Not the Bernie Torpins. Okay. What about? <laughs> I thought they were named after Elton John's riding partner, but no. <laughs> what about Kath- Terrapin Hildebrand? Oh, I like that, I like that a lot. Kath- Terrapin Hildebrand. God of embroidery. Oh, okay. <laughs> God of embroidery. Have you seen? Um, you'd need to be to make their flag. It's so intricate. Have you seen the Maryland flag? No, I can't say I have seen the Maryland I've just, flag. I've just looked up Maryland, the first state, and it says, uh, according to this, uh, I think it's from Wikipedia.org, oh. which is a website you can find things on. Uh, so you've got amongst among its occasional nicknames are Old Line State, the Free State, and the Chesapeake Bay State. Hmm. It was named after the English queen Henrietta Maria, known in England as Queen Mary, who was the wife of King Charles. That's okay. where Maryland comes from. Yeah. Yeah, well, I hope you enjoy living there, Kath Terraprin Hildebrand. Love that. 
I would love to thank also it from... Just quickly, here's the flag. Oh, Imagine shit. Imagine embroidering this. There's a lot going on there. Yeah, there's too much going on, to be honest. <laughs> Sorry, Maryland. That's a mess. Bad colours too. <laughs> Yuck. Good luck to you. What a shit flag. <laughs> I like it. How? I like it. It looks like, you know, a Ugh. test pattern on a TV. That's nah, fucked. <laughs> if you're Dave, from the please, 60s. Please keep going or I'm going to throw up. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to look a little <laughs> something like this. I did just eat a banana. I would love to thank from Ventura in California, Christina Gonzalez. Oh, I love Gonzalez as a surname. Christina Cleez. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> Christina Cleez Gonzalez. <Gonzalez-les. laughs> I like it. And uh, Ventura. Yeah. Is, you know, I, I obviously go straight to Ace. Ace. Uh, so animal, some sort of animal yeah. related. Thinking like, yeah, God, God of, of God of God of. Uh, what are you what, stampedes? <gasps> oh, wow! That's good. Sorry, Mufasa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know if Christina was the reigning monarch or god at the of time, the, at the time, yeah. but if she was, she could have stopped it. Yeah, she <laughs> might. That might have been before her four-year term. Yeah, that's right. Four <laughs> more years, like we always say yeah. uh, for Christina, please. Four more years, please. <laughs> <laughs> four more, please, Christina, please, Gonzalo, please. Thank you so much. And finally, I'd like to thank from Mawson Lakes in South Australia, Tessa Weber. Tessa Weber. Tessa please. Tessa please. <laughs> Testicles. <laughs> Testicles. Web soccer please. Oh, web soccer please. <laughs> Pass the soccer please. Of course, uh, f- from South Australia, beautiful wine country. Oh yes. Oh, the Barossa. Goddess. Big, home of the big reds. <laughs> Goddess of partying. Oh. <laughs> oh. Partying up or down? Ah. Uh, Putting up. Oh, yeah. yeah. God of party. Yeah. yeah. God of party. But like a wine and cheese party. Yes. Like a classy party. Took the, actually took the title from Van Wilder. Yes. Yeah. The God of party. God of um, Tessa classed it up a bit. Who I, God I can, knows that needed it. You know, the movie Van Wilder. I can never remember the, you know, he's become quite a famous actor, that guy. Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. But I can only ever think of him, his name. As Van, Van Wilder. <laughs> He's quite famous. Yeah, I just can never remember his name. That's funny. Oh my God, I loved you in Van Wilder. <laughs> Thanks. Like I've been in so many things. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Three guys, yeah. a girl in a pizza place. Yeah, loved that loved too. Loved that. It was fun. Loved it was fun. Um, I love that so character much. you do. <laughs> Very good at it is. Well, we've only got one thing left to do here. And let's see if there's anyone that's going to be inducted into the Trip Ditch Club. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Dave's looking at me going, nodding. This is where we uh, we love to give a second thank you to people that have been on the shout-out level or above for three consecutive years. These people, they're the true believers of the podcast, never dropped off. And to thank them, we induct them into a bit of a Hall of Fame slash Memorial Clubhouse. Yeah. Where inside, it's a club. It's a disco. It's a bar. It's a chill-out zone. It's... A pillow palace. Yeah. There is a ball pit. And um, <laughs> we always uh, welcome in some new people, but also check in to see what kind of snacks we've got this week. Yeah. Well, I mean, Matt mentioned earlier the man in the boat. Uh, I've constructed a canoe and I'll be serving his snacks out of that. It's like a grazing board in a Ooh. canoe. Very fancy. Yeah, it's really nice this week. Some Barossa uh, area cheeses. Absolutely. Of course. Only the finest. 
<laughs> Sounds delicious. Yeah. All right. And uh, Dave, you normally pick, uh, book a band? Yes, I've actually uh, got the Californian uh, punk band Clit 45. Oh, oh. fantastic. <laughs> Who uh, haven't been active since 2016, but uh, I've got them to reform. Fuck That's yeah. So yeah. And, and again, I booked these months in advance, so it's just amazing. I don't know how you like, do what's it. The, what do they have? A, you want, where are you? Do they have a song, a big song? Because I imagine they'd have some great song titles some somehow. Stuff. Yeah. Uh, discography, uh, Tales from the Clit was their debut album. <laughs> That's good. Then uh, Self Hate Crimes, 2005. Final album was called 2468, Where the Kids You Love to Hate. Oh. Oh, okay. There's a bit of self-hate there. And uh, sadly for them, they announced that they had officially disbanded on Christmas Day 2007 on their MySpace page. Oh, that's what I always wanted. (laughs) (laughs) It was someone asked Santa for it. (laughs) Could Clit 45 break up? Please. I'll see what I can do. They've toured with a lot of great bands. Bad Religion, Dropkick Murphys, a bunch of other punk bands. So, yeah. I imagine it's got the the vibe of a band who was formed as a bit of a joke and they were a super group. You know, with yeah, yeah it does other, sound like it. Um, I bet you that's what they are. All right, so uh, I've got five names to induct. The way this normally works is I, I'm standing at the door. I've got the the clipboard. I read out the name, and Dave to welcome you into this exclusive club. Dave really boosts you up. I know you're probably already feeling fantastic anyway, <laughs> but Dave wants to lift you up even higher. He, he's he's your hype man, and then Jess, of course, is Dave's yeah hype man. Two, because uh, every hype man needs a hype woman. Of course. <laughs> uh, so, first up, you ready for this? Ready. From Wellington in New Zealand, it's Mel Cleary. Oh, let me be Cleary. We're so happy you're here. Yes. <laughs> did you say we're so happy you're here? No. All right. I uh, should have though. Should've, yeah. yeah but I thought good. I thought you did, and I'm like, I don't know if I love it or hate it, but I it turns it. out I love it. Uh, from York in Great Britain, home of the Vikings, it's Johnny Ollis. Oh, more like Christmas time in Ollis. <laughs> it feels like Christmas when you're here. Yes. My favourite day of the year. I don't get it, but I love it. Christmas yes, time in Dave. Hollis. That Run DMC song. Uh, from London in Great Britain, it's Larissa Murray. Oh, Larissa, I miss you when you're not here. <laughs> yes. He's good. From Leamington Spa in England, it's Simon Morgan. Oh, my face is Beamington Spa yes. to see you, Simon. Oh, my God. Come on in. Another one of our today? great listener artists. Yeah, well, a great illustrator to the stars. Thank you, Simon. Thank you, Simon. And finally, from Wakefield in Great Britain, it's Catherine Groom. Oh, let me... Make some room. <laughs> Make some room for Catherine yes. Groom. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's. I don't. I assume they're related for some reason, but I think there's. We've got three great groom supporters. <laughs> they're all our greatest grooms. Uh, thank you so much, Catherine Groom, Simon Morgan, Larissa Murray, Johnny Ollis, and Mel Cleary. Much love to you all, and uh, make yourselves at home. Uh, that's all we need to talk about here today. Mm. But can you believe it? This is nearly it for block. Oh my God, they said it couldn't be done. Wow. Episode 8 of uh, Block 2021, the most voted for, most suggested, most popular topic. Yeah, the biggest, the baddest. The the biggest, the best, and the baddest (laughs) topic. We've got it coming up next week. And uh, uh, yeah, we can't wait to share it with you. So we'll see you then. Uh, Anything else we need to say before we go? I guess in the meantime, just want to get in contact with us or check out any of our merchandise or previous episodes, links to our Patreon or supporting us directly through our website, you can go to dogoonpod.com. Lots of links there for uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all at dogoonpod. It's all there. And uh, I guess 
that's it, isn't yeah. it? Yep. So thank you so much again to Elsa Trombley Birchall for his fantastic report. But we will be back next week with the number one requested topic for Block 2021. But until then, I'll say thank you so much and goodbye. Later. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 